Welcome to another episode of Freefall RC Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We also got Nick on the show. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's Nick. Going? What's up, Nick? Not a whole lot. This is episode number 31. Welcome to Freefall RC no, Podcast. Oh, well, you wrote it here. No, I have a new doc. 30? Yeah, but you didn't Ooh. update the top. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Wow, okay. you really will read anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was his name from? Uh, Welcome to another episode of Freefall RC from, uh, Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And we also got Nick on the show. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Nick. Sorry, dude. What's up, Nick? Not a All whole right, lot. So this that. is episode number 32, <laughs> Fight Fest 2016 Recap. How's everyone's this week been? This is episode number 32, uh, Fight Fest 2016 Fantastic, right? Recap. Oh, How's everyone's wonderful. week been? I gotta say, it's Fight Fest 2016 has got to be one of my top, top, you know, flight, fun flights to go to. Um, this yeah. last one was just even better than the, re- than the last, you know? It was freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So fly- welcome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to say a special thanks to Nick, man. He really hooked it up in many ways, you know, with this event, with you know, the RV spot because we had a great spot. That was amazing. Yeah, it just so happened that uh, the guy was only there for a couple of couple of days at the beginning. Nice. And then he he moved down to a different spot, so we had a spot open up right in front of Build Tent Three. Put you guys right there next to me. Right, right. Nice. I wanted to say, if you have a picture without Nick in it, it's a rare picture, because I think he's in, like, every picture. Because <laughs> yeah. he was all over the place. He mm-hmm. was, like, everywhere. Uh, I, I definitely got... I think I averaged it out from, like, all the steps and everything I took. It was about 10 miles a day. Wow. Damn, dude. Yeah. Plus, you have to remember, I was on the golf cart, like, most of the time, too. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know how much total... I went up and down the field, but yeah, at least I walked 10 miles on average every day. Wow. Damn. Um, I guess let's just go right into the topic since that's what we've been all up to. So, um, yeah, Flight Fest. What are your thoughts? Dude, it was, I, I kept saying that uh, the first year, 2014, like it was, it was pretty cool to go and just see everything and meet like mm-hmm. the flight, the flight test guys, you know, and talk to the people that were next to me and stuff. Um, and 15 was just a rip of a time. Me, you and Jeff had a pisser of a time. We just stopped yeah. laughing the whole time we were there and we got a lot of flying in. Mm-hmm. And this year was just like, for me, it was all about the community and just meeting everyone, you know, all the other podcast guys and, and just everybody on the flight test crew that I hadn't, haven't met, you know, like some of the right. new guys and uh, yeah. just hanging out with, with Nick, man, at night, just hanging out and chilling. Doing a little bit of flying here and there. Yeah, definitely. Um, 2015 was my first one. And, you know, I met Nick at Flight Fest, but it was more like, uh, you know, we hung out a little bit, helped him out a little, but he was primarily working on that that Spitfire. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. Really didn't get a chance to really hang out. But this time we really, you know, hung out and we, we ate together, cooked together and stuff. So it was, it was definitely some good times, man. Oh, yeah. Got him flying. Got him yes. crashing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I yeah. 
I definitely put that heli into the ground. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that bad. It's already fixed. It was just one DFC link and um, one set, one um, output shaft on a servo. That's it. It's already done. It's already fixed, back together, ready to go. Yeah. Nice. If anyone wants to know what happens, took off, uh, hovered just fine, whatever. Yeah. Came time to land. I thought I hit the throttle hold switch, but... Uh, it didn't go, and I went to reach for it again, and I pulled just a back and right, just a little bit, and it was enough to put it into the ground. And just be mind that, like, um, this is first time. Like Nick buddy box with Chris at, at our fun fly, but um, he didn't do any takeoffs or landing. So this time it was just like, go for it, man. I'll stand next to you. I'll give you corrections if you need it, but it's all you. <laughs> so, but that's yeah, good. yeah. It it, it was. It was definitely nice. I had that uh, that lock in. I locked in that hover real nice. Yeah, yeah. You had that hover just, I, I, you know, you took off and you, you were kind of wobbly. You were kind of pushing it around. And then eventually you just got to where it just sat there. And you could have probably just let go of the transmitter and it would have just, you know, stood there all day long. It was great. Nice. Yeah, dude, you did phenomenal, man. I think my first couple of takeoffs were terrible. I, I did what you did on landing, like tip over like crazy. Even just taking off, I still tip over. <laughs> what on takeoffs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I did. No, I I did after I crashed the sport. Mm, okay. That was another thing this year, man. I flew a lot more helicopters. Well, had brought a lot more too. Mm-hmm. But I had a great time with that, man. Now, you definitely made it a point to fly helicopters. I mean, you flew a lot of planes too, but I would say this year is more balanced, like fifty fifty compared to. Uh, 2015, where I think it might have been like 80 20 at, at best. So, yeah, I mean, I only had the one, I think, right? No, I had the 180 and the and the 450, I think. Yeah, I mean, so Flight Fest was awesome. This is, I think, this was this year was the first year for myself, in my opinion. Basically, I hung out more with you know, just just like Chris and uh, the flight test after hours crew. Yeah. Um, you know, FT community cast, uh, you know, we were hanging out talking, shooting the shit um quite a bit more um than last year. Last year I just feel like I was there. I I did a bunch of flying, I participated a bit, but it wasn't as community based. Well, I think you know, those so. guys volunteered for a lot of stuff too last right. year and mm-hmm. I well Chris I Chris I know we talked to cuz he yeah, came down by the tent at one point. Yeah. But like Mike Finley and and the rest of the guys there, I know they were like buzzing all over last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. They had a couple build tents this year. I know what was it? It was three build tents, a STEM uh program tent. Um Yeah, but I I meant have? build nights. They did like two Oh, build oh nights. yeah, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I heard went really long, like three and a half hours plus. Well, yeah, that was for the uh, the trainer, I think. We're, we're going to try and get all those guys on a podcast together so we mm-hmm. can all all talk about our experience as a whole. Um, yeah, I think it was Tiny Trainer, and it was because they were doing all the installs of the electronics and everything, I think, soup the nuts. And then yeah. the, the last, the next night, um, the last thing I had heard was, we're not going to be doing any electronics. This is just <laughs> airframe only. I can, I can remember yeah. announcing that. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, FT arrow, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the arrow. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, so, besides the, uh, you know, of course, hanging out, talking to you know these awesome folks uh, that attended, um, you know, the event itself was a lot bigger 
Uh, I definitely felt the hands of the parent company, um, Lauren, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and their contribution to the event because, I mean, there were boxes and boxes and boxes of foam for you know people to build with. Like basically, go there. You didn't need any foam from them. You could, if you had plans, or if you, you know, you could just do whatever you want with it and cut out some planes. And I mean, it was great. Yeah, I think some people got a chance to get actually the new waterproof foam too. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they had boxes of that set up. I'm pretty sure if I heard correctly actually that Adams donated most of that white foam. Really? Wow. Okay. Wow. Um Well they should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I right? only say that because flight that's probably made them a lot of money over the last couple of years. Oh yeah. Them and uh Dollar Tree? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. seriously? Like anyone on anyone on say flight test fans uh, Facebook page would know what DTFB is, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it's known by Dollar Tree Foam Board. And I mean, I know myself, you know, when I was building a lot of uh, FT stuff, I would go to Dollar Tree almost like every other week to pick up like 10 to 20 sheets. Yeah. Easily, you know, I'd walk out with a whole box. Yeah, That's I've done nice. that before. Mm hmm. So um, another thing that I noticed big was uh, the. The vendor row, I guess we'll call it. First, the food vendors. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot more this year, which was nice. Uh, a lot more variety. Well, what was it? They had uh, they had a local church selling uh, beverages, like you know, water, soda, uh, which I think a lot of that contributed to uh, their local church there. Then they had um, what was it like a burger, corn dog type of place. Yeah. They fries, had, chili fries, and stuff. They had the lemonade. Girls were there. Doing yep, that. lemonade. Yep, that was good. Oh man, the owner of that guy lives like five miles down the road from there. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I got to nice. talking with him, and it was—he's an amazing guy. He was there nice. last year too. Yeah, yeah they were there last, last year. year. Yep. Uh, what else was there? There's a Thai place. It was like a food truck that was good. You know, I, we had that one night, yeah. one day lunch, and that was pretty good. What else did we? What else was there? Um, the rib, the rib, and uh, the pulled pork, pork sandwich, yeah. or the barbecue. And then there was the wraps. The wraps, the, the, yeah. See, I missed that. I didn't see the wrap uh, vendor there. Well, you seen me with the wrap, though. Yeah, yeah. I saw you eating it, and I was like, damn, that looks good. They had, like, a it small trailer good. down past everybody almost. Almost towards they the were, end. They okay. were right next to the ice cream guy, I believe. Yeah. Okay. I think I saw no. the ice cream guy, yeah. and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they were, like, just past it. So it was, like, the lemonade, the ice cream, and then them, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... So they had the lemonade stand, and then I had the ice cream. Ice cream was great. It was really cheap for, I don't know, like three or four scoops in a cup. It was great. Um, yeah, but you got strawberry, dude. What's wrong with strawberry? I don't what? like strawberry. I thought you were going to share some, and I was like, oh, strawberry, you're on your own. I think that's why I got it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't have to share Nice. It. And then there was another vendor at the end that did, like, breakfast and lunch, and I think I guess that's the, the wrap place. No, there was some. Um, um, no, there was the, like the. Um, no, I can't think of them. It was like a church group doing that, right? Wasn't it? There was some kind of kind like of. Group a, group so yeah, doing breakfast. There was like a church group or Boy like Scouts a rotary type. or something. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Some kind of some club. type of club community group. Yeah, um, and so I guess the rat place was after that. No, it was in between that and the ice cream. Oh, I must yeah. have totally walked right by missing it. Yeah, because it didn't look like your normal. Like stand, mm. no, it didn't. It was weird. 
this year though they had plenty of ice oh notice that that was no. a big thing <laughs> no we were running out of that like crazy towards the end okay that's better than like the f- last year. It was like the first day, and they're like, "There's no ice," <laughs> and like Austin had to go out and actually physically go buy some and bring it. So yeah. well, we had plenty of ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for sure. So I think that's all we used it for was the drinks. That was it. I didn't. We didn't even ice anything. No, no. We had the refrigerator, so we never needed to. Yeah. Well, which is quite funny because last year we had a refrigerator too, but we went through the ice fairly quickly. Yeah, I ended up stealing your guys' ice from my cooler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yours. I mean, what are we going to do with it but dump it at the end, you know? So. Yeah. And then when we talk about vendors as far as uh, merchandise vendors, there were, I mean, I, I should have took a list. There was tons. I know, uh, of course, the flight test store, which was amazing inside with all the crates and all the shirts and everything. Just the layout of everything looks so awesome. Yeah, and I overheard a guy talking to Josh, um, saying, asking him about how many different items were in the flight test store this year, and I think he mm-hmm. said something around three hundred. It had to be. Yeah. yeah. At my I mean, at one point, I was in the flight test store. I was going, "Spaceballs, the lunchbox. Spaceballs, <laughs> the coloring book." Because it was like everything had flight test on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. It had they had some pretty neat stuff, and it's I all mean, on the store if you're looking yeah. for it's all on the online store. But that's the thing; they had stuff that. That I didn't even know they would be carrying because I guess they sell them on flight tests. So like the Grotman radios, they had mm-hmm. control, flight control boards, uh, Kiss ESCs. Like, I mean, they had a whole bunch of stuff that I was like, whoa, it's not branded flight tests, but they're carrying it in their store and selling it, you know, at a great price. Yeah, the you Lumineer know, batteries and everything. All the lum- yep, the battery packs, and then they had, of course they had all their kits lined up in a nice crate system with uh, all the actual planes built on top which looked amazing too yeah that was cool um all but the uh i believe it was the tiny trainer did not have a display okay i probably missed that but (laughs) i'm pretty sure unless they finally brought one in but yeah i remember we looked for that thing forever oh um what else did they have that was really cool nick it Um, was so tiny you missed it They had, I didn't even know Flight Test made a windsock. They had yeah, a windsock. So, windsock. <laughs> that was so cool. I'm on that, that uh, Flight Test store quite a bit. And yeah. uh, I was blown away to see that small, that smaller quad frame that we saw. Yeah, they had a 210 quad f- yeah. frame that, that has their That was new. That, that's new. That was cool. Mm-hmm. They had the Versacopter with all the different color aluminum anodized uh, motor mounts. Um, you know, and then all the accessories, uh, all the power packs. And one of the things that I, I really thoroughly enjoyed, it, and I think Nick really kind of pointed out to me, was they had a wall of pictures of yeah. all the previous flight fests. And, you know, it was great to see, you know, you had a picture, Kevin. Um, Nick was in several pictures up there. Yeah. And I even had my picture up there when I was getting my 700 ready that I guess Wayne must have taken uh, the previous year. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the only reason I'm up there is because, like, the first year – I took the helicopter that was hit by the flying wing and I bombed the live podcast. Yeah. So I had like that photo. Was uh-huh. And then from last year, I volunteered quite a bit. So I was in like Peter's uh, first maiden for the circle plane that he built mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, so I got photos of that. And then, of course, my 200% Spitfire made the wall a couple times. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, that was cool. 
it was uh, it was definitely good to see Jen. She pretty much was, I guess, running the the store. Jen Bixler. Yeah, she always does. Yeah. And uh, she was telling me about those photos. She basically had to like Google search Flight Fest and just find stuff because they didn't have anything ready. Huh. Oh wow. So a lot of those photos she just pulled off offline. Off Facebook, yeah, because I know uh, the one of me and Austin is uh, just on my Facebook page. And when I yeah. talked to Austin, he was like, "I love that picture, man. That's why we had to we had to find it." So I was like, "Oh, that's great, man. That's a great photo of you guys." Uh, what else do we have? You want to want to hear something though? You, you know what's yeah. funny about that that photo is uh, Chad Capper took it, and uh, when he was taking it, he was trying to push the top button on the iPhone. Like I have an iPhone, and and I guess you can hit the on off button to take the photo. Yeah, like you would like a old an old school camera. And I didn't know that, so when when he took when he took my phone and he held it up and he started to press the button, I had this I had this dumb look on my face, dumber look on my face than I normally do. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, dude, aren't you going to smile?" And I'm like, "Well, what are you doing?" And he said, "You can take a picture this way." And I was like, "I had no idea." Oh man! <laughs> so was, then we started laughing. And that's when we took that picture. It was pretty funny. That's great. I was gonna say because we got that group photo with David. We yeah. still got like a duh. <laughs> oh man, the yeah, dumbest yeah. looks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else did the flight test store? It had an ATM. Yeah. For a bit. For a bit. For a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a guy taking a reciprocating salt to it, but yeah, they had an ATM there, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's good to have. I, I wish I could have used it because I needed definitely need the cash at one point. But they were taking credit too, right? Yeah, yeah. Most places cards. took credit and yeah, stuff. Most places it's just did. it's just for like the small stuff that rather just, you know, pay cash made it easier for everyone. Well, Laser Toys was there. Yeah, it was weird. Laser Toys was there with a, another vendor that was doing more, I guess like a it, it felt like a swap meet to me. It was more used stuff. Yeah. Yep. And furbish stuff. Yeah, most of that. Yeah, yeah. Did you you know more about that, Nick? What's what was the guy's name? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, most of that one side of the store was like completely warrantied items, things that were brought back, fixed, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see who else was there. Um, Alex, or aka IB Crazy, and I think his. That's Stone Blue and what is Stone it? Aerial Blue. Video Systems. Aerial Video Systems. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I, I ended up picking up a couple of things from him. That was cool. I got uh, a sticker. Yes, you got. We got actually a bunch of stickers that I want to give out to all our uh, quad drone racing boys at our club so give those out uh let's see there's another vendor i bought a couple of servos from i forgot their name um they had it was basically like a horizon hobby store it had had tons of uh bnf and arf uh horizon hobby stuff or ready to fly i would say what else uh ready made rc yeah they, were, they had an awesome setup there with a lot of stuff you and i kevin um picked up a uh, a camera system from them, like a FPV cam. Yeah, it was cheap, mm-hmm. man. And then you got that that charging thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I bought that too. <laughs> Takes any of our batteries into USB. Yeah, I think it handles up to a 6S battery, and it could basically step it down to a 5 volt 2 amp uh, USB, which is awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone knows ReadyMade RC because they were down there buying them 6,600 batteries. Yeah, they were, what was the deal now? Why don't you go into that next since you bought uh, them? Yeah, I ended up buying four of them. Um, what were they? It was like one for 10 and two for 15. Mm-hmm. And there were 6,600 yeah. million 4S batteries. 4S, yeah. What was the C rating? 
I was like 30 or 35. 35. So you could pull like 200 and some odd amps out of it continuous. Nice. Damn. Yeah. Whenever to build my next big build, it's going to be eight cell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. You got packs for it. Cool. So let's see. Laser Toys was there. I mean, we already said Laser Toys. What was the other one? Loops RC. Yeah. Yep. Loops RC was there, you know, with uh, their whole thing. They have tons of stuff. They, they, I don't know how they lug all that stuff around with them. I like that store because he's usually pretty decent with his prices, man. We've seen him at the Ram Show. We've seen him at Neff. Mm-hmm. And he's always like, he's not the the Rolling Horizon Hobby Store, you know, that has the same prices. He's usually like, like $40 cheaper. Yeah, I think the last day we were leaving, or that Sunday, um, we, we went down Vendor Road to check out some of the stuff and see if there's any sales. And I think he had like a lot of Horizon Hobby like um, things for, what, like $20 off, 20 or $30 off or something like that. Yeah, and I think if you went over 100 bucks, he was knocking another 10% off, mm-hmm. which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Which I want to say, Ready Made RC also was giving, I think, uh, Five percent off or something like that on that last day. Yeah, I thought they were doing ten percent. Um, might be ten no percent. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell so. Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Taxes included. We'll just tax say that. was included. Very nice. And then there was a bunch of other vendors that I didn't really recognize. I know there was a Detroit Quad. Yeah, group. The, he was he was there last year as well. Okay. He's he's a pretty good guy. I've talked to him a few times. Nice. And then, yeah. What was it? The, the OSB, the one sheet builds. Yes, one sheet builds. That guy, that gentleman was there too. Yeah, saw him at Nev. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see uh, my Amdroid's buddy there though this year. Yeah, kind of looked for him real quick as we walked down there. I wonder if that uh, if he's done. I don't know. I'm I see him on Facebook every now and then posting stuff. Yeah, but who knows? You never know. Yeah, I just feel like the 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 day of. That type of quad is probably in the past now because everyone is kind of going with the X or H frames and they're uh, just full carbon fiber, full, you know, three to four millimeter thick, like bottom frames that can resist a crash over and over again, you know? Yeah. So I'm sure there's probably a half dozen other vendors that I'm, I'm forgetting at this moment. But those are the major ones that, uh, you know, we would kind of stop by every time we walk down that row. You just kind of like, Huh, let's see. Or if we needed something like yeah. servos or, uh, you know, carbon fiber push rods or something, you know, just something we need on the spot. We would just kind of walk down that way. And, and you know, more often than not, they would have what we need. So that was awesome. Yeah, I picked up four servos and linkages from the flight test store and mm-hmm. linkage stoppers. And I actually got this, the Z-Band pliers. Oh, right. Yeah, the Hangar 9 ones. Yeah. Did you get a chance to try those out? I know Nick did. No, oh. I, I didn't. But I mean, I saw I saw the uh, the after results of of you using them, and it does produce a perfect Z bend, like you know, perfect for the the servo horn width and also the control surface. The uh, you know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, and what uh, was yeah. it? It was cheap, right? You got it at a pretty it was like good fourteen dollars. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was a good thing I put those down. Otherwise, all your wires would have looked just <laughs> Z-Bends every couple inches. <laughs> no, no, it would have just been top to bottom because I've been like, it's so easy. Look at yeah. this. Crimp, 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 crimp. Right, right. <laughs> it is, man. I, as soon as I made my first one, I was like, why didn't I buy this like three years ago? Yeah. 
Uh, 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 flight test store. Just to go back on that. I just want to give a shout out about their uh, their latest uh, women's shirt. It's a V neck with like a turquoise or teal color logo. You look pretty uh, good in it. No, no, my my girl loves that she wore it today. She, uh, yeah, she she loves the material. She loves the way it fits. It's it's like perfect, you know. She's like it's it's her favorite shirt now. So nice. Well, I think Jen had something to do with it, or one I'm sure. Those. Yeah. Uh, all right. Nice, so dude. let's uh, let's talk about the people. Um, yes. Oh my god. My favorite dude. part. Yeah. I I gotta say, after going all three years, you know, it's like you start to meet people, mm-hmm. like. The first year, Kevin was, you know, down a few RVs for me. And it, it goes from you meet someone and you become like acquaintance and then you're your friend. And now it's just like a giant family group. You're yeah. sitting here all together. Yeah. Definitely. We should start right off with Kevin Matusik and uh, Todd. Todd Optional. Yes. We walked well, down to that there. tent where they had their CNC machine set up and mm-hmm. those Which... things blew me away. Yes. They were so impressive. Um, just the accuracy and how they cut, it was great. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. And the size of it, I mean, it was it was big. It was I mean, it could definitely do a foam, you know, a sheet of foam, but it could definitely do bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, you could mm-hmm. scale it up. Mm-hmm. But that was that was really cool to see. That was something to see. I wish I had spent more time down there. I mean, it was just like I'm gonna probably say <laughs> that was the coolest thing I've seen uh, about 400 times this episode because there were so <laughs> many things that, that were so cool and blew me away, man. Yeah. But that was one of them, man. And we had met Kevin before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, I don't think I met Todd before, you know, or maybe saw him in passing, but uh, Todd's yeah. a great guy, man. And uh, yeah. they did come back down by us one night, but just to just to see our setup and say hi, and, and then we're going to come back to, uh, to watch Deadpool. But... Uh, I don't know. They they were swamped. They what did Kevin yeah. say? He cut out like seventy five planes. Yeah, I was mean it something at least like that for something the, like that. That's just him, or was that the two of them? Maybe combined, but I know like you know when you're cutting out planes, it's not just one sheet and done. I mean it's several sheets. Yeah. Well, he cut out that. Um, what was that plane that the guy was building right across from us? The Catalina. The Catalina it was like I think he oh. said it was like twenty sheets. Yeah, he said that was a lot of sheets. Yeah, for that. And then him and Kevin. Um, Todd and Kevin basically split up the job and basically did ten sheets each. Like, and then he was working on the sparrow and you know basically taking the vector art into um, something that the CNC can recognize and and cut and you know fifty percent cut and full cut. Yeah, so I mean, even stuff, if it, so, yeah, even if it's rounded out to like a hundred planes, man, that's like four hundred sheets of foam they went through. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, it was almost like a job for them. Like, you know, like yeah. there and they're just like from from morning to night, they're working, they're cutting, they're cutting, you know, and hooking people up. Just, it was awesome. Yeah, that was one giant hookup. Definitely. Sure, so. man. Yeah, I'm surprised they got to even step away. There were so many people lined up yeah. to see them and to get them to cut something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason why I didn't feel like, taking too much at a time because like i mean there were constantly people coming up to them talking to them like i kind of want to say okay you know like i I said what's up i said hi you know and and kind of chatted with them for a bit but after a little while it's just like all right you know you guys i mean they're like kevin and 
Todd were just like their heads were just spinning all around every direction, yeah. uh, trying to get everything done for these folks. So, I mean, you know, definitely a lot of props to those guys. They really, I think, made a, a great impact to Flight Fest and the community with all they've done, you know, bring, lugging those big machines down and everything and doing what they did for everyone. So, I told Todd next time we'll, you can come by and watch the superhero movie of your choice. <laughs> Deadpool <laughs> 2 Deadpool 2 <laughs> So I got to meet David Yes, that that, oh that's awesome. right yep. That was the first time I met Windestall Which is great Windestall um, W's a V And, and you- I didn't get, you know, I, I got to just kind of say hi And, you know, chat with him very shortly But, I, you know, and I forgot Like, I, not that I was starstruck But I was just like, oh cool, it's David And everyone's kind of chatting, you know and, you know, we we're getting some pictures taken and stuff. And I just, you know, it slipped my mind, but I wanted to say, you know, thank you for the FT Vigan and Spitfire. Because those two are my favorite FT planes. Um, I, th- I think everyone knows my favorite FT plane. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> that but, Spitfire um, just keeps getting rebuilt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, and that was awesome. I wish he also brought some of his kits. Uh, the the mini tricopter. I, I want to take a, as Chris would say, take a pull on it. <laughs> yeah, he had a few things he brought with him though. Some things that are in the works. It looks like um he had a a controller with him. Oh really? That, that he's working on. So yeah. Really. Nice. Yeah, I don't know exactly what's gonna become of it or whatnot, but. Yeah, he was having people test it and hold it and whatnot, and the, you could see like he was. He even made a comment like uh, the paint was wearing away where people's hands would sit, so okay. he knows like exactly how it to set up like comfort spots. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, it was great to to see uh, Noel Top, David Knops. Yeah, Dave Knop, Knop Top. What'd you call him? Knop Top. Knop Top. That's it. Knop Top. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, I actually talked to Dave for uh, a little bit this time, man. Yeah, Dave Knopp. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we we chatted for a little bit, man. Yeah. I don't I don't understand how those guys are out there all day long, man. Well, Dave's all got a day. nice like body rig that he can put up, you know, kind of like it takes the weight off. It's on both shoulders. But like Wayne, Wayne was lugging that camera around. His shoulders got to be sore this week, man. Oh yeah, his shoulders, his forearms, just like. Yeah, you know, his biceps just from holding a, a DSLR with a big lens on it. Yeah, and he was everywhere. He was everywhere. Yeah, like <laughs> he was everywhere. Um, so yeah, I got a chance to chat with Wayne a little bit and catch up with him. You know, Wayne's He's, a great guy, man. He is a great guy. Yeah, seriously. Let's see here, uh, Chris. You and know, Chris Roncaglione. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had yeah. our our listener, our buddy uh, Aaron Blake's like take a sneak peek picture yeah. of, of us as we were chatting and yeah. then and then run off so we saw the picture on facebook and we we're like wait a minute why did he stop by and say hi we we're like yeah he just yeah. like walked up to uh-huh. the picture and then split we we're like we didn't even see him yep and then i think he said uh that he didn't want you know because we were talking so he didn't kind of want to disturb us but uh and then nick was like I'm gonna go find him because we know what his RV looks like because he posted a picture. Yeah, yeah it's like I got I gotta hunt hunt him down and <laughs> take a picture of his RV, whatnot. And... Right, posted or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did come by with his daughter. Yes, and stopped by and we got to chat with him and, and a great guy, you know. Yeah, 
you know, like, you know, his daughter was great. Like, it's just very, just very nice people. So that was definitely fun. Um, um, so it was great to see Alex. Yeah. Uh, you know, chasing his daughter around. Chasing his daughter around. Daughter turned two. One. 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 Sorry. One. Yeah. One. Um, and they did a little happy birthday, which you were there, right, Nick? We didn't yeah. get a chance to uh, go out. Yeah, I, uh, I got the opportunity when they called over the radio that they were looking for some of the FT crew to come sing happy birthday. And they said, you know, anyone on the channel is more than welcome. And mm-hmm. I happened to grab some of the Flight Test Community cast guys and we went over and sang happy birthday. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, my feet were done. I couldn't even get up if I wanted to at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, and his wife, Lindsay. I got a chance to talk to her like two seconds. Oh yeah. Shame. I would. I would have liked to have just chatted a little more with her. But uh, yeah, she mm-hmm. was just like, it was like, hi and how you doing, and then they were on to the next thing, you know. Right. But they they all look yeah. like they're doing great. I talked to Alex for a little bit. He was like, you know, yeah, you know, the family's doing good. And I always talked to Steve, his father, um. For for a bit, because Steve's a great guy, man. He's ex military guy, he's mm-hmm. pilot, balloon balloon pilot or balloonist. Uh, yeah, and his wife, you know, um, they're just good people, man. Just a lot of fun to to hang out and chat with, you know, see catch up, see how things are going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so Austin, we we did get a chance to briefly kind of this is towards the end of the event, um, kind of yeah. catch catch a catch a word with him. Oh, I got to talk to him like the entire time. Nice. Oh yeah, not not like all all of it. Some of it was short. Quite a bit of it was short. But yeah, like the first two people I seen when I pulled in was you know Alex and uh, running out there getting the markers ready and Austin coming up and then Blue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for those three, I like the first two days. That's uh, we were all hanging out doing marking spots and getting everything ready nice cool so eric monroe i got to meet him yeah i only first time i think i only chatted with him briefly once before no you know i don't even know if i met him once before maybe i shook his hand and said hi once before this year but yeah we got a chance to talk to him for a while yeah this year yeah and then he came by remember (laughs) i think it was like the it, it was not the last day maybe it was saturday afternoon but Maybe. He, came, he came running by. He's like, oh, I got the best uh, shot. Yeah, he was showing us on uh, basically Peter was taking off with his, uh, was it a square plane or rectangle plane? The square plane, yeah. Square plane. They were calling it. And he's on the he's on the field kind of behind the flags and he pulls out and you see the plane and as the plane's taking off, it's tipstalling a little. And, and, you know, I think he turns around and what does he say? I was fearing for my life right there. I was there. fearing for my life right there. And then he gets hit by a plane on his leg. <laughs> yeah. Then you hear whack. Yep. <laughs> uh, that, was, uh, that was funny. But he's some cameraman. I, I made a comment mm-hmm. that, you know, the guy gets hit with a plane and you barely noticed it on, on the camera. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> and he was shooting he, it with his iPhone. Sh- like, yep, he, he got no stabilization or nothing. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I didn't get a chance to talk to Peter. Um, no, I, didn't, I, I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I got I got a couple minutes in with him here and there. I like to ask him how his brother's doing because, like I said, his brother joined the mm-hmm. military, joined the army, right? A couple of years ago. Well, was it last year? No, last year Neff. So yeah, yeah, March of last year. I'm, I'm right now. I'm thinking it's pretty 
creepy how we know so much about these people. Well, <laughs> yeah. They're all good people, man. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to talk to the new guy there, uh, Stefan. Okay. Mm-hmm. For a while, yeah. We were going back and forth at first, you know, like just like joking around. When he saw the big plane that I brought, he was like, hey, um, you think I can get a ride? And I was like, as long as you don't put it over 55 pounds. And he's like, well, what if I do? I said, well, then we'll split the cost of what it takes to register. He's all right, man, no problem. You know, we just went back and forth real quick. But then I got to really talk to him about, you know, how how things were with him and uh, and being on the show and everything and and what he thinks of, you know, the whole flight test setup. I mean, the guy's super devoted, like really into it. And uh, I thought he was a fantastic announcer for the combat because he has that personality where he's oh, just he's got fired so up. much energy. Yeah, it, it was so much energy to combat. He can definitely put that energy to good use, especially in like the combats and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it makes it so much more entertaining. Yeah, between like him and David Vindistel, it the combats were great. Awesome. David David cracked me up. Yeah, Ninja. No, he was announcing the combat, and he was like, "The Spitfire." Everybody go after that big Mustang. And then he was right, like, yeah, yeah, "Is that what, Kevin yeah. Tastro's P fifty one?" I was like, "Oh man." Yeah, uh, that was cool though, because I was like. You know what? Dave and I talked at NEF one year. I think I had just, I think it was my first year, and I wasn't really that good at flying. And uh, I had the Sportster. Was that the Sport? Whatever, whichever one. There's a Sportster and Speedster. I think it's a, the Sportster that doesn't have the ailerons. It's just uh, mm-hmm. elevator and rudder. And I built that, and uh, I and it was kind of large for that event, you know. And, and I told him, I said, I think I'm going to put that in combat. And he was like, Do it, man, do it. He goes like, "Yeah, I want to see that in combat." So, uh, <laughs> so I put that in the combat, and I didn't hit anybody. And that's when I got a chance to talk to him after combat. I was like, "Man, I did that for you, buddy, because uh, I know you like like a good combat." Yeah, you and dead batteries, man. That's what takes you out of combat all the time. Yeah, well, that was my. Only, that's the only two times I've ever tried it. Really, uh, had me thinking on the way home about building something tough enough to withstand some heavy impacts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But maybe with something like rotating blades on the side of it or something. To take oh, boy. Safety of the crowd. Safety of the yes. crowd. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not blades. Maybe rotating cinder blocks just, or something uh, like that. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Why not just build a decent plane and, like, fiberglass it so the outside's strong so when people fly into you, it doesn't really do much? I was thinking about something with a lot of engines on the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, hope your props survive. But, dude, I'll tell you what. I, I also got a chance to talk to Andre, and I had, me- I had met him once before, and he was either busy and kind of blew me off, and I didn't really didn't really know what to think of him at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did get a chance to talk to him this year quite a bit, and uh, th- that dude's that dude's pretty awesome, man. He, he did a, a hell of a job with volunteer. And, and I mentioned something on Facebook, and I had even said to him, I, you know, because we were, we were talking real quick, and, and – uh, he had said, you know, it's pretty easy, the volunteering job I have, because I have great volunteers. And I mentioned Nick. I said, yeah, I, Nick has, like, been all over the place. I said, if he sees a yeah. problem, you know, he takes care of it. And he was like, yeah, that's exactly what's making my job so easy. Right. Yeah, I, I think there was a couple times I was sitting there talking to him in the build tent. And, like, someone would walk up, ask a question, and I'd just run, run off with the person and help him out. Awesome, yeah. Man. Yeah, he was like, I got guys that just... You know, see a problem, it's done, and before I know it, you know they're back to me. 
what else is going on, you know. And I think he was mm-hmm. talking about you primarily, dude. So awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. But no, dude, the volunteers out there were amazing. Yeah. Just all around great people. I mean, including, you know, working with Aaron Blake and everything and his daughter. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was great seeing them out there. And Yeah. yeah there was just the, the volunteering staff. Um, we did have a few people that maybe shouldn't have volunteered that I seen, but almost everyone was just amazing. I mean, the, um, I can't think of their names, but the guys who did the trash runs that yeah. jumped on the back of that garbage truck, those guys did it day after day. It was the same people. Wow. You know, and, wow. Yeah. So th- those guys were amazing because that, that truck did not smell good. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I didn't smell good. I can imagine what the truck smelled like. <laughs> right. Uh, I was going to say, I got to see the man himself, Mr. Fury, mm-hmm. and, uh, and shake his hand and say thanks again. Yeah. Yeah. John was out there doing, was trying to help out any way he could, and it was just great. Yeah. 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 Him and probably the in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him and his wife every year just do everything they can to make sure that the hospitality is you know with open arms they're there yeah definitely uh let's see so let's talk about the ft community cast folks oh my god family yeah <laughs> speaking <laughs> of you know it you know it feeling like a family event those guys definitely yeah welcome matt was open for us my brother mikey yeah i mean Pat first, and joel uh-huh yeah i think the first <laughs> year i i might have said hi to mike when he came by and said hi to you, Kevin, and that was it. Like that was the only interaction this year. I mean, we were hanging out, having a couple of cigarettes, you know. <laughs> like, just, yeah, uh, it's just it was just good to, uh, you know, just get to know him better, you know. Well, this so, is my first time to meet Pat in person and Joel. Yep, yep, Pat and uh, Joel. I got to hang out with Joel a little bit, and um, you know, we were gonna go all fly our bushwhackers together, but I think he was still building his and getting his. Uh, ready and i don't know just didn't really line up as far as the time so i ended up going to fly some helis and i think i missed it but uh yeah joel's really good people too you know like i mean those ftcc guys all of them were just awesome yeah at one point he stopped and watched you and i fly our bushwhackers and uh mm-hmm. whip them around a little bit and have yeah. some fun i think he's using the the hot glue and the gorilla glue right except, that's probably know, why mm-hmm. yeah because of the florida heat and where he's going with it probably needs to reinforce it with gorilla glue yeah he nearly had it finished though by the time you know he was getting ready to leave he left what saturday night right uh yeah saturday yeah night. but we did get yeah. him down a helicopter line and on a uh yes on a helicopter buddy bucks on a helicopter because yep. i don't know if we had mentioned it on the show that many no, times I, oh. I think we did there's definitely posts on our Facebook page about it because uh, I'll post a video or a picture and he's like, it's doing something I don't understand. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to get you on a buddy box. Come, yeah. come fly fest, you know? So yeah. that was cool. We got him on a buddy box. He flew a heli. Yeah. How awesome was that? And he was doing a great job. Yeah. Well, he had had some multi-rotor experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like right off the bat, like he was, you know, yes, he had multi-rotor experience and he was like, he knew like the differences of flying a multi rotor and a heli. Like he was just calling out the, okay, does this like it? But it's a little bit different as far as this. It's very sensitive, all this stuff, you know. So it was, uh, it was really, it was cool, man. I know Mikey took video of that. Yeah. And Nick had video of it. 
of it. Yeah, but I, I was talking with uh, Mike earlier, and I guess his video like either got corrupted or something, and uh. yeah, it's gone. So I happened to upload it today. Yeah, on our on our page, I uploaded his flight so that um, he could watch it because he was asking me about it. Nice. Him and Mike. Yeah. Yeah, because I yeah. saw it there today. I saw the one you uploaded. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I I, I told him I was, I was like, give me a couple minutes, I'll, I'll get it uploaded for him, and I did that so that he could see it because I guess he was wanting to show a couple people down there. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And pack him over for coffee a couple mornings. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. I don't want to say anything derogatory about Pat, but it looked like he needed it a couple mornings. <laughs> yeah. It was uh. I think he was having a few of those adult beverages we were all having. <laughs> yes. And enjoying himself. He, he looked like he had a good time. I got a chance to talk to him uh, one of the trips. We went down to Vendor Row and back. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. dude, they're just all super nice guys, man. Super cool. Yeah. Nice guys. I can't wait to get us all together on a podcast and just sit back and listen, man. Just I'm such a fan of their show. So, you know, I'll just be listening. <laughs> Maybe say something every now and then. But it'll be cool. Yeah, now that I have episodes to listen to, because I had that uh, issue where you had to resubscribe to them to get their latest episodes. Yeah. So if anyone else is having that issue, unsubscribe, resubscribe to them, and you'll go from, like, episode 8 to episode 13 as of now. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those guys are great. I mean, I can't really say anything but nice things about them. Um, Oh, no. who, Who brought up the idea? Was it Mike who brought up the idea about doing a... Yeah, Fin yeah, Finley yeah. was yeah. the one who came and chatted to us about yeah. putting us all together. Yep, for for the FTCC and FFRC guys to, to have those two podcast guys just kind of join up, do an episode together, and then, you know, independently kind of release uh, that episode so that way, you know, we could just bring more awareness to both our podcasts to everyone and just kind of kind of shoot the shit with those guys, you know, because you know it's going to be fun. You know, we're going to be laughing pretty much every other sentence. We're just going to, you know, someone's going to be chuckling. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. We, are we supposed to be talking about that already? <laughs> I, I mean, know. I don't know if it's a secret or what, but I mean, you know, it is. It is what know. it is now. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it is what it is. It's something, you know, we do want to do and they want to do so. You know, we could give a little. Listen, it, it. it better happen because I only mentioned, yes, maybe I'll put my 200% Mustang in combat. And before I knew it, I had everybody coming up to me going, everyone. <laughs> oh, I heard you put your 200% Mustang in combat. Even when I was flying that big biplane, which if our listeners don't know by now, I built the, the, the secret project I was working on was a big giant SE5. And uh, Bixler got a chance to take over controls and, and fly it. And. Before the flight, he said, hey, I heard you're putting your 200% Mustang into combat. <laughs> so anything that gets mentioned on this show better happen. <laughs> yeah. Or somebody owes me a 200% Mustang. Sorry, Kevin. That might be my fault. <laughs> I, oh, I know, uh, I, know I, I told quite a few people. Nice. And I'll, yeah, we might put this into combat. <laughs> oh, I said Kevin was going to put this in combat. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, we're trying to convince him to put it in combat. Come on, guys. Everyone say something about it. <laughs> Well, when Josh when when Josh said something, I was like, "Oh boy, I guess I'm gonna have to do it now." The man himself said dude, it. It was great that you did do it, but we'll I get mean, to that a little we'll bit get later. To that. Yeah, let's get back yeah, to the yeah. let's get back to the, to people. the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I mean the FTCC guys, they're just great. Uh, you know. Yeah, 
I talked to Mikey for quite a bit, man, and, and I can remember uh, 2015. I met him in 2014, but real brief, he was working registration. And then last year, every time I saw him, I was like, Mikey, and he'd come up and give me a big hug, you know. So yeah, it was good, man. And then this year, we got a chance to talk to him. It was great, man. It was great. I could talk to him for hours, man. Yeah. He's a good guy. Well, let's talk about the After Hours podcast. So, I mean, we, we did get a chance to chat with uh, – Chris a little bit, Wayne for sure. I didn't really see Mike. Um, I saw Mike on Saturday. But like, I didn't get a chance to really even say hi to him, I think. Because, uh, they were just kind of all running around doing their thing. Yeah. yeah, they were, they were definitely running around, but all of them were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I got to chat, you know, talk to Wayne, talk to Chris. Chris uh, <laughs> was like, oh, man, when you fly your uh, Goblin 7, you know, your, your big heli, you got to let me take the Phantom up for it and i was like sure yeah let's do it <laughs> but we'll get into that a little later yeah chris was good to talk to man you know what it, you know what it is it's he's more down to earth i think than any well that, they're all down to earth but like him he's like the guy that just is like uh the guy you're camping next to you know what i mean you just mm-hmm. walk right up talk to him he'll talk to you and it's really cool that the community itself isn't all like gaga over anybody really and because uh, I was out the last day trying to get some footage with the FT Explorer and um, my Mobius and the guy, one of, the, one of our listeners, Dave, was out there with him. And uh, they were just talking like it was nothing, like they're like they're best friends, man. And I was I was cruising around a little bit. I got some footage of Dave's uh, little cub that he was flying. And it's, it's just that's that's the type of guy he is. That's the type of guy Chris is, man. You know, you just right. walk up and talk to him and he's, he's your buddy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's it for the podcast crews right yeah i think so so let's just talk about uh other folks that we've probably uh we've met up with now kevin i know you have somewhat of a running list i i remember a bunch of people but i don't remember anyone's names yeah so so why don't you start with your yeah why don't you start with your list kevin our listeners have to forgive me too because i started this list and uh I had a bunch of names on it, and I must have deleted it somehow. And I went back. I sat and went back, and and I think I covered everybody that that had either come up and said hi, and you know that I listened to the show, or uh, that I got a chance to talk to. So if I forgot you, I'm real sorry. Um, either I my butt did it, or I did it by accident. I'm not sure. <laughs> there could have been some alcohol involved. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but we when we got there and we started setting up um, on Thursday. You know, I I wanted to say, you know, last year we left on Wednesday. Yeah. We got there at 2 o'clock in the morning. We met Nick. and uh, we went, Or 1 o'clock when we met Nick. And we wound up talking with Nick for until 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time we moved and got set up, it was like 8 o'clock in the next morning. It was like 8 o'clock Thursday morning. Right. Uh, we left Thursday morning and got out there. And I think it was only like six hours later where we got set up, you know, got there and set up and. So it really worked out good. And we set up and we put the banner out and almost immediately um, a guy came up, Ron, and said, hey, listen to the show. And, you know, and it was funny because he was like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, oh, how are you? You know, and he's like, you don't know who I am, but I listen to the show. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. And he was he had this smile on his face. He's like, yeah, <laughs> like, you don't know who I am. <laughs> but awesome. I saw him again later. Yeah, he was he was he was nice to talk to him for a little bit. Um, that guy Dave, I was talking about Dave Crawford, mm-hmm. man. Uh, he had that little cub, like a micro cub that he was flying. He stopped okay. by and talked to us for a while, um, and I we had some good conversation, you know, just talking about different things, the podcast, and 
and planes and helis and stuff like that, man. Um, I don't know if you want to throw in anything, Steve, but I, uh, I can go down our list. Yeah, go down your list, and then I'll, I'll just kind of – the folks that I remember, I'll just kind of comment on, or I'll – there are a couple, obviously, the, the couple guys, the heli guys that I kind of – uh, hung out with it a little bit there too, so I'll mention them in a little bit. Oh, oh like like that one kid I had to yell at. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but you knew better. You keep on saying you know better, you know better, but I mean it was Sunday. Doesn't matter. No. you you don't fly over people camping. What, was he flying over people camping, or was he flying? He in, like, he, he, a he part was of in field that was empty. He was in the camping area. I don't know exactly how much he crossed, but mm-hmm. that's a rule of flight fest everyone knows it you don't fly in the camping area you fly on the main flight or on the flight line or nowhere all right well we'll get into that later <laughs> well you while well, you were out you were helping a guy out with a helicopter for man it must have been a couple hours three four hours mm-hmm. you were out there helping this guy um yeah a guy came up and his name is greg richmond and, and he had emailed us and uh left us some messages about you know good podcasts and stuff like that and uh He's been an FT fan for a while. Him and I talked for a while, man. I was working on that purple plane, and and he came up, and you know, I don't, I don't know if people are listeners or or if they, you know, are just into the plane I'm working on at the time when when they walk up. But uh, he was a very nice guy, man. I enjoyed talking to him, and uh, so Greg, thanks for listening. And he emailed us, like I said, and his uh, <laughs> his nickname was Never Too Late, like NVR two, and then late, yeah, it was okay. Pretty cool. And then Aaron, like I said, Aaron, we talked about. Um, mm-hmm. We were going to hunt him down to find that RV if Nick didn't do it. Yeah. Oh, it was easy. He hit his flag up. Yeah. Nice. Well, now, what is that flag? Was that like a, a state flag? Um, Tennessee, right? Wasn't he from Tennessee? Tennessee flag? Yeah, he was from Tennessee. But it was like a round circle of triangles in it or something? Yeah, that's that's the Tennessee state flag. Ah, uh, Okay. It's got stars, uh, stars red flag, blue yes. circle, and white stars in it. White stars in it. Yep, that's what it was. Nice. Yeah, so that was cool. I mean, I, I love that he posted, like, I guess when he was packing up to leave and he had our logo. And he had, he had a bunch of logos. He had the FTC Community Cast. He had uh, Flight Fest logo, Nerd Nicks logo. Right. Um, you know, and then his, you know, um, at TN underscore bridge. I think that's his uh, Instagram account. Okay. And he had that all kind of just, you know, arranged on his RV windows and stuff, which was really cool. So thank you, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, was, that was awesome, man. Good talking to him. Yeah. So you were helping a guy out a, out a guy yes. named Craig. Craig and Evan. And it was Evan. More, it was yeah. more Evan. Um, and there was another guy. Oh, what was his name? Shoot. With the, see, I'm terrible with names. It was the – he had the blade um, – uh, what is it? The 230S. And oh, I was helping yeah, yeah, him yeah. Out. Because he's saying that his helicopter was like basically just tipping over every time he tried to take off. Yeah, and the the tail boom was a little bent and twisted. The tail boom was bent, and the uh, the tail boom itself was loose, that it was twisting on him. And I did notice he also had a, a bent spindle shaft, but the spindle shaft was minor enough that it kind of still flew. But the the tail boom being a little bent out. Um, definitely would have made his, you know, how he just kind of y'all all weird and get all, all funky on him. So, yeah, I, I didn't take his name down. Sorry, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, I, I, he came a couple of times we were talking, but yeah. yeah, but anyways, um, yeah. So I, and you helped him out, man. It's 
as soon as he came up, dude. Yeah, yeah, I helped him out, and we actually went to the uh, heli flight line right after, and he took off, and he was flying, he was hovering, you know, sport flying it around. So, um, you know, it's good to see that it all worked out. Uh, the other guy was Craig, and it was also um, Evan was his name, the one with the logo, Mikado logo for, sorry, 550SX. Um, and I was helping him out, trying to get tune, help him tune that tail on his uh, logo. So that that took a little while to kind of get figured out. Yeah, that was the guy you were helping for like three hours, roughly, something like that. You were with yeah. him for a while. Yeah, yeah. And and what was cool is um, while I was helping him out, um, this you know kid and his dad comes up on the heli flight line, and his name was Ethan. Uh, his dad's name was Bob, I believe. Yep. They were they just jumped on it. Okay, and they came back. Um, you know, he did a flight. Amazing pilot. Like, yeah. amazing heli pilot. He's 14 years old, and he's amazing at flying helis. Um, but, you know, they all came back to the, you know, to our uh, our camp to kind of hook up the logo back onto uh, the computer because he is running an Icon 2 on there and just try to help, you know, try to get this figured out and helping this kid out. And we all kind of just helped, you know. And it was like no question about it. It wasn't like, oh, you know, maybe when I have time, I'll come by. Or it was just like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this right now, you know. Yeah. They, I was talking to Ethan and his dad. Um, you know, they basically drove straight through the night, and and then you know when when they came up to the flight line, they were like, they just pulled in. Really? Yeah, and then he started flying. So he was he was pretty beat, you know, tired, and and but they still made an effort to ha- help out. Where were they coming from? Uh, I got. I'm gonna have a hard time remembering this. It was definitely south. Okay. Um. I don't know if it, it was in Tennessee. L- let me check real quick. I think um, you just make up a state. Make up a state if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Somewhere south. I don't just know. Just don't say South Dakota because that's not south. No, no, not South Dakota. But yeah. But anyways, um, you know, it was great. It was great to meet. You know, and he's actually a Lynx uh, field, Lynx and Oxy Heli field rep. So, oh right, yeah, yeah. So it was nice to meet another field rep at the field at the Fun Fly. Oh, uh-huh. cool. okay. Huh? Must must be nice to meet another field rep. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what does no, that dude, mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being aristocratic. <laughs> okay. But uh-huh. dude, both of those guys flew really good. Like, yeah, Evan was great too. He was a little bit on the nervous side. I could I could see that, but uh. But he flew great. He, you know, he was doing these half pyros to pyro punch outs and stuff. And like, what I liked about his flying was he would go up to do a maneuver and he would do it exactly the same as he had just done it. Like exactly, there was no differentiating in the maneuvers that he was doing. That kid Evan. Evan, yeah. Like when he went up to do that pyro flip, that followed by like with his nose in, he'd come out nose in, mm-hmm. you know, upright nose in. He he went up and didn't. Didn't drop altitude in the middle of it at all on the second time. Like he did it perfectly yeah. every time. Like, yeah. But yeah, he got he got a little nervous because he came whipping around. I think to the left or right a couple of times. And mm-hmm. but it, it's you know you're in a small little area there. It's not really. Yeah, cool. and I mean let, let's just kind of say this and put it on the air. Flying a heli at Flight Fest, you need balls of steel because <laughs> seriously, there are. I guess um, I don't know how to say it. What is it? Air zone or air? A lot of air traffic. 
traffic, but like there's like very there's tons of infractions of people who are flying on the you know who are in the beginner level the flight, flying. flight line uh, air control space whatever yeah the, airspace the airspace, airspace control was just yeah it yeah. was horrible it was horrible and Nick you you know you were the man when it came to that you were just like on it like hey. <laughs> oh yeah, These guys, you know, there's flying some helis here. Can we uh, try to keep it in this, you know, in your airspace, basically? But um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, whenever you're flying anything heli on that heli line, and not even that, like there's people chucking planes up in the heli line, you know? Yeah. And we have mm-hmm. like this small, like maybe, you know, like actual like flight station wise, it's maybe like twenty, thirty feet. And then the rest of the whole field is basically for, for you know, airplanes. And there's still people flying in that little box while I'm trying to fly a heli or when, you know, anyone's trying to fly a heli. So, I mean, so you need to kind of just be like either you don't care uh, or you just have to kind of have cojones to just say, all right, let's just do this. And I'll try to avoid it, you know, <laughs> listen to the spotter as, as my, you know, listen to your spotter as, as you're flying and see if there's someone coming overhead you, you kind of drop altitude real quick, you know, and, and vice versa. So that was yeah. me. I, I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> at a certain point, I didn't care either, especially with the oxys. I was, I mean, I think at one point I was chasing somebody with my sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I gotta say, I mean, most of the time we were running like two spotters, at least for when you guys were flying. Yeah. yeah. We were running two spotters, and even then, with like the 700 size, even with that thing just making noise all over, people just could not stay out of the airspace. Yeah. So, you know, for anyone to fly a heli at Flight Fest, I mean, yeah. You know. Uh, but it was cool though, and, and and I could totally understand why Evan would get nervous. I mean, also flying in front of people and people you don't know, and yeah. you know, that that all kind of adds to it too. So, uh, let's see. But, but Ethan was an amazing pilot. Yeah, Ethan was like, dude, that kid was amazing. Yeah, and I it was cool that I could like I think that was the first time like when John used to fly at our club. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever standing out there on the flight line with him. And John was John was amazing too. John was really good. This kid yeah. was good to the point where, like, he was flying in in tight and close and doing a lot of crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I he, was blown away. He was away, definitely man. a good pilot. Yeah, yeah. and he you was know. such a like just like like John and our club, the guy that moved, you know, and and mm-hmm. and Ricky and all that at our club, man. It's just really super nice guy. Yeah, super nice, down to earth, you know, like. Like, I asked him, how did you do this? And he was like, well, you got to basically put the sticks here and the helicopter will do this. And, you know, at one point he was like, I think I'm explaining it, but. Yeah, I was like, how do you do Piro TikToks? Well, I. I, How do you spot it, you know? I move this stick over here and then I start doing this circle and I just start following it with the other stick. (laughs) He's basically saying, like, he was. You know, you get into a stir, and you when you and you're basically going positive, negative in a stir. But, and and my my main point of that question was like, at what point do you go from negative to positive? Like, what what do you track that you're, you, you know, what what part of the heli are you tracking to know where you where to stir? Where to, but um, yeah, he was at, at a certain point. It's kind of like I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, your, your fingers kind of just do it. I'm like, yeah, muscle memorization. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, he would. He was saying he mostly just paid attention to the sticks. Yeah. 
that once he got comfortable with it, that well, he just relied on the sticks. Because he was saying, well, I mean, he, he spots the heli. You have to spot the heli. You can't just 100% rely on sticks because the heli might not do exactly what your sticks you know, yeah. are going. But he, he, at one point, he was describing a pure TikToks as doing half pure flips, but from the side. He was yeah. like, you do a half pure this way, then you do a half pure that way, and you, you sight it from the side, and then when you get comfortable enough that you can fly through the sticks, you kind of do it for the back, so you, you're doing like, you know, almost like a, a you know, the, where the disc is facing you and coming at you and away from you, like that type of TikTok. So, yeah, I mean, the kid was great. And what so, impressed me the most was he used his thumbs. Uh-huh, he's a thumb person, yep. And he used the icon. Right, DX nine. Mm-hmm. He used Icon, and he also does fly Beast X. Yes, and believe I believe that. <laughs> and I think I saw a Dean's connector on his battery too, man. Uh, I think he uses Dean's on. No, he was <laughs> Castle, but he used Dean's on. I think his uh, receiver pack because he runs receiver packs. Uh, I was only joking about the Dean's part. I think so. I think he was running a Dean's though. Just really, this kid is my hero. Don't don't quote me on it, but because I'm thumbs, uh-huh. <laughs> I- Icon and DX nine. And teens. Yeah. Well, I'm not teens on any heli stuff, but yeah, no, that kid was freaking great, man. Yeah, I mean, and him and his dad were super nice, you know, like, yeah, just good people. So. And I said to him at one point, tell me you've been flying for like four or five years. He was like, a year and a half. And I was yeah. like, you got to be kidding me. Then I turned around and I was like, anybody want to buy a helicopter? <laughs> but he <laughs> but said that he had been on the simulator for long yes. time right 10 years i think right yes there's a caveat to that he started simming at age four yeah uh, um his dad you know telling his dad about it and it's saying that you know at, at a certain point he kind of stopped simming but then he got back onto simming and then like a couple years later he's like all right you know i want to try this in real life and that was a year and a half ago now, did he have anything large there? I know he flew the Oxy a few times. Yeah, he had a T-Rex 700 Pro DFC. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did see that. That was the first one that he, he put up, and you you and Nick were back at the tent, but you, you heard it and saw it from the distance. Yeah, we were like, is that is that Steve? And is Nick that was like, Steve? Oh, no, that's, nope, not Steve. that's not Steve. <laughs> as soon as it started actually doing moves, it was like, nope, nope, that's not him. Nope, nope. Too good. <laughs> he, he moves the tail way too much. Yeah. So um, Steve would have been shitting himself at that point. Oh, no, I wouldn't even be shitting myself. I would have crashed by that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The helicopter. It's awfully quiet now. <laughs> but, Steve, I got to say, dude, you were killing it with the 700, man. You were blowing me away. Oh, there was like, it was probably three times. Per flight, I was had my hands in the air going, ah, because <laughs> you were just, yeah, because, dude, you, you were cutting the grass like crazy. I'd never seen you do that with the 700. And yeah. then you had a couple of close calls with the tail, and uh-huh. just like, I was like, oh, man. And you <laughs> no. were working on a couple of, uh, I think you were working on a couple of new maneuvers that I hadn't seen. Um, Was I? I don't know. Um, there was a, yeah, co- a you couple were... of new things I thought I hadn't seen, and I was like, wow, that's freaking cool. Yeah, he was uh, pulling some new moves that he's seen from that other kid, and <laughs> yeah. no, I, got, no. I, I didn't try you, anything new. You tried an overspeed, yeah. I know that much. Well, I tried, yeah, you but did. I've done overspeeds at our club before. That's not really you did overspeed, new. and you were trying to get your tail into some of the TikToks. I thought, no, no, well, you were well, doing something. You, that one you of didn't the things do. uh, 
I it wasn't actually Ethan, but I was talking to Evan about it because Chris Reiber does it. And it's uh, when you do tail down TikToks and at the last TikTok you peel out of it. That's yeah. that's the only thing I've tried. Yeah, um, maybe that's what you were doing, but yeah. I haven't seen you do too much of that. And um, yeah, yeah, I've never done it before until then. That was the first time I've tried it. Yeah, and then it, I gotta say though, with cutting the grass, what yeah. was it? You put two helis into the grass. <laughs> yes, I put and, in uh, the Oxy Three Cube, uh, the third pack of the first day, and then the Tariq. I put that in. Uh, yeah. I, I swear to God, this guy got so close with a 700 that I seen dirt come up off the ground, and I thought it was going in as well. <laughs> yeah, that last yeah. long pass he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I was just like holding it, and I was basically like, all right, I'm going to move down the flight line. Yeah, you started to move. Grass. <laughs> yep. he, he starts to move, and then it dips just enough where you're like, you hear the dirt just, and then it yeah. pops back up, and oh, man. Yeah. yeah, Wayne, I can't wait to see Wayne's shots because he was on the ground when I was cutting it. I think with the 570 and the 700. He was on the ground getting that angle of a oh, he, for a shot, you know, with the helicopter cutting grass. Uh, or the, He just the dropped to his stomach, man. Yeah, he, yeah. You know what's funny about Wayne, though? It's like every time, not every time, but like I would say like, Six out of ten times, I'm doing a flight with any of the big hellies, and he's there taking pictures. I'm like, whoa, where did you come from? Yeah. He just hears it and runs over, I guess. <laughs> All the time, dude. You just you start walking. You just happen to, like, you feel like someone's staring at you. You glance to look, and there's Wayne with his camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> just pointed right at you. Yeah, yeah. I think, oh. uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's great. But, um, yeah, I, can't, I really guy. can't wait to see those shots. Yeah, I mean, all of them. Dude, I are awesome people. Man. I, just... I feel bad for him though, because with how many photos he's got, it's gonna take him like months to go through everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah. Except once a night, he was dumping them off. Yeah, and I mean, he was probably filling cards up like there's no tomorrow. Like, well, he was walking around with like 64 gig cards. Oh yeah, I bet like tons of them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So there was a guy that was camping right by the heli line. That oh. on, on the last day, he came up with me, and he was like, um, oh. that's, he was watching you fly, Steve, and he was uh-huh. like, oh, that's pretty good, you know, and, and uh, I think he had, you know, we started talking a little bit, and he was like, oh, I listen to this other podcast where they talk about heli, helis um, every now and then, and I'm thinking, which one is that? RCHN? I said, <laughs> RCHN, and he goes, no, yours. <laughs> and I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> And his remember name, his name? Yeah. yeah, his name was Rich. Rich Diffin, I think, and his wife where they were camping right out right outside the heli. Uh-huh, they they awesome. said they were loving it because they were like watching the helis the whole time. Anytime you know somebody went down, they were like right there, right in front of it. Uh, and do you remember the guy who came up after I I think it was the last day on Sunday, after we I did a flight with the seven hundred and um, he said he was in the Porto John and he didn't know what the hell was going on outside because the whole Porto John was reverberating from the sound of the, the blades of the 700. I think that was <laughs> I think that was Rich who was telling that story. Oh, OK. He okay. said there was a guy in the yeah. Porto John thought it was right over top of the Porto John. Yeah, it was, it was like it's so loud. It was just like the whole Porto John was shaking. I was like, what? <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, the sound man. would reverb yeah, inside of it. Oh, okay. Resonance in the Porto John. <laughs> That's got to be some like crazy feeling. Like you're you're sitting there doing your business, <laughs> and all of a sudden, well, like don't take off, and you're like, 
what the hell is that? It's all right over my house, my my head because it's just everything is just vibrating on you. Yeah, yeah he he said he was well vac- evacuated after <laughs> yes. that. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's great. Oh. Yeah, let's let's start talking about some flying. Do we go through everyone on your list, Kevin? Before we move, well, I just want to give a huge shout out to uh, Keegan and Dan Sponholtz. Oh, right, uh huh. Keegan, I I got a chance to talk to Dan more than I had talked to him either of the other two years. Man, he's just such Sorry. a great guy. I I kind of stole Keegan away from you that one night. Yeah, and then no, dude, I I was telling Steve, I said I could listen to those two guys talk about planes all night, man. Yeah, you guys were just going on and on about it, but. Uh, Keegan's a freaking real intelligent kid, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he got a chance to fly my SE5 around uh, the, the last flight that um, that I had there on it. But, uh, right. yeah, Nick, dude, you guys started talking about your project that you were going to start working on and just different planes and stuff, and it was pretty cool. But then uh, yeah. there was um, there was another guy, John, and his son, Lucas, that I, I, uh, I wrote down. I'm not sure. I remember talking to him. Uh, and his son, but do you remember them, Steve? Yeah. And uh, actually, on their way home, their fuel pump went out. Oh, jeez. On their yeah. car? No way. Uh, on the, the the truck, the photo I showed you guys of me getting the yeah, jump, yeah. that that truck lost its fuel pump on the way home. Oh, that gotta yeah. suck. Damn. Dude, do you like rhyming? Yeah. What? Do you like throwing down some rhymes? <laughs> I rhyme there. Yeah. Sometimes I rhyme without knowing. You're a poet and you don't know it. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're a poet and you don't know it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So we got a chance to talk to John, and uh, and his son, and uh, they were they were good people too, man. They were a listener of the show. Yeah. I have the with the two thirty S. I I was talking to him. He's a he's a truck driver, long haul. And you you know we're just kind of like yeah you know he he actually brings a helicopter I think with him when and he like finds parking lots and stuff whenever he's on the road because he's on the road often. It's incredible to for for an event with that many people. You know, it wasn't like well you know these people were nice and these people were kind of DBish you know or this or that. It wasn't like that. It was every single person that came up or um, you know. You know, was asking questions or anything like they were all super nice. Yeah. Um, you know, asking, "Oh, can I pick up your helicopter after you pick up the helicopter?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I kid, of course. But um, you know, like I just, it was great. You know, even people, you know, I mean, you know, some old timers and talking about helis and stuff. Like it was awesome. It's yeah. You know, it was great. I I don't know. It's I I can't can't say you know how much that you know this event. And just the people, you know, that came up to us and chatted with us, how much I appreciated. Yeah. It meant a lot. Really did. Yeah. It was it was amazing, especially for me, because I don't necessarily get the chance to see and talk with a lot of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for people to just coming up and just even for a second of your time, just to say hi, you know, hey, I listen, you know, keep it up and walk away. It was, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about the flying at Flight Fest now. Flying. Yes. So first off, I want to Guinness Book of World Record, 179 planes in the air at the same time for one minute. 
um, broke the record of 99 planes. That was, uh, I think, in 2013 at CEF. No, 2008. 2008 at CEF. Okay, really? thank you. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, killed that number. Yeah, just you know, blew that 80, number out. Yeah. And I, I think 179 was like... I still think there was probably more than that because we had, what, 300 signups of yeah. people that were yeah. supposed to be flying? We had 300 signups, and I and it did feel like... And they capped it. They said, yeah. that we're not, we're not going to take any more. And it did feel like that there was like maybe about maybe like 50 to 70 people that didn't take off because they weren't able to get um, a strong radio signal and bind to their uh, aircraft. Really? I didn't uh, see that many people duck out when they said, you know, who hasn't connected to their aircraft. I didn't really I, see I, that I, many I people. noticed some that... No, they were just supposed to drop their flag down. Yeah, that didn't fly. Like, oh, okay. That didn't take off, yeah. But still, like, that was... Wow, what a sight. I mean, they so the way they did it, they had them in phases, right? You had, um, I guess, the bigger aircrafts, the gliders that can stay in the air longer. They all kind of went up first. And then you had, like, Group 2, Group 3, and Group 4. And at one point, I mean, <laughs> it was like like the world's biggest like combat up there. There's just so many planes. And a couple planes did hit. Uh, you know, I did. Yeah, I got to yeah. say, for that many planes in the air, we had less contact than normal. Yeah. I, we did have one close call, at least by me. <laughs> Because I'm recording this thing, and all I see is this plane, this wing, totally out of control, coming into the crowd. I'm like, heads up, <laughs> you know? Do you know whose plane that was? Yes, I didn't want to say it, but yes. <laughs> that was that was Andres, Andres Lou, his father. Yeah. Came running over to grab it. So I don't know if that was his plane or if it was one of the, yeah. one of the, one of the fellas there, one of their planes. But I guess they lost radio signal, and they just basically... Uh, I didn't see an FAA number on it, so I think he was all right. <laughs> uh, so that was an amazing achievement um, for flight test and for you know the flight test community. And I think they could have had double that amount of planes in the air. I mean, it was a lot, but well, it was spread out it, over the entire run, the entire flight line. You know, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't look like that much when you were standing right in front of it. You know. Right, right. Well, I think they could have. I don't know if it's an. It has to be an airplane specifically, but if they included like the quad people, quad folks, and also the heli folks and stuff, I think they could have definitely had more. Just because, like, I run Mikado. That's not gonna, you know. That's that's on a totally. It's on a two point four band, but it's it's different technology. Just like maybe you know FR Sky or Free Sky, um, well, Tyrannus yeah. and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, that's all your protocol stuff. But the two point four itself only, if I, I might be wrong on this, but I, I'm pretty sure it's only got like seventy channels in it. I think it's about eighty channels. But seventy, the, eighty channels. Yeah, and yeah, do for having three hundred people on that, your noise level is going to be skyrocket. Sure, sure, your noise level is going to be high. But I mean, the way I look at it is that yes, your noise level is high. There's only a certain limited amount of uh, bands or frequencies you can be using, but. Everything, everyone has their own special blend of, of you know, spectrum, right? Frequency hopping constantly on, on like, Spectrum has their version. You know, uh, Tyrannus has their version, and so does uh, Mikado. Or yeah, any, the protocol. Know, the protocol, right. So, like, the timing of when they jump or everything is going to be different. So, it, I think it could have supported more. I mean, what do I know? <laughs> I'm not a an RF expert at all, but I just feel like they could have had more planes. They could have had more things in the air. 
But seriously, still, 179, that's still an achievement, broke the record. I don't see any other uh, fun fly being going to be able to even come close to this record or break it. So, Yeah, you're it's, talking about four people on a channel at any given time, roughly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. That That's quite a bit for 2.4 to be able to handle. So Yeah. So... Now that we're on the flying topic, what was the coolest? Yes. What was the coolest plane you guys saw when you were out there? Um, oh, man, it's hard to say. Like, okay, heli wise, I mean, coolest. I gotta say myself. No, it's good. <laughs> no, I gotta say that that uh, Ethan Kidd, as pilot wise, he was the best heli pilot there. I guess besides Duncan Bosnian, which oh, that was another thing. Um, this is the first flight fest that I've been to, or that had a heli noontime demo. Yeah. Which was awesome. Um, Duncan Bazian, I think is his name. He's he's a factory team pilot for Sussex. He has a DB seven, Duncan Bazian seven. That's his uh, helicopter. Oh, his line. Yeah. Um, he's a Grapner pilot. He's sponsored pilot too. And I think um, I forgot what his other brands are that he's sponsored by. But but you know he he's one of those factory pilots that are sponsored by everything. You know he has a servo sponsor. He has a battery sponsor. He has you know radio transmitter sponsors and all and, and a flybar sponsor. Like he sponsored Ottawa Zoo. But um, yeah, we got to see him fly. Um, the the part where I thought was besides For a the, short period. Besides besides the crash, yeah, it was like a two and a half minute flight or whatever. But um, besides the crash. Which I'll I will mention in a second. When when he when that music came on and there was a part where it's like he just mashed up his Elron TikToks to the music. I thought it was mm-hmm. awesome. And then he was doing the Elron TikToks and he started pushing away, went behind the flight fest side, popped up, and then he you know he's a mode one pilot, so his mode one he has what is it Elron and throttle on the right stick. So he does Elron TikToks with one hand. And his trick is that he does it one hand and he puts his left hand up in the air as his helicopter's like coming down the flight line, you know, back and forth on the aileron TikTok. You know, that's like his, you know, his signature move, that I guess you could say. Yeah, that was um, pretty killer. That was awesome. I mean, one handed TikTok. I could barely do two handed TikTok. I think that was cool to have have that instead of the, you know, the smoke and the 3D plane that they used, you know, they've had twice in a row now. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I don't know. I, I feel like you see one three D pilot. You've kind of seen them all. Like they all kind of do the same moves, and you know they fly big and <laughs> do these flips. And and I'm I'm sure for all the plane you know people uh, plane listeners you know um, are gonna probably say the same thing about helicopters. Like I don't understand what the hell they're doing. It just all looks the same to me. But it was nice that they changed it up. I I did miss that they didn't have another. Uh, Jet. That jet was cool last year. Yeah, the jet was. Impressive. I don't know, man. That that super honey badger last year was impressive. I I didn't think that much of it. No, no. you didn't like that three D plane with the helicopter tail. Not really. It just seemed like a tail with like a three D airplane with a bigger rudder, like and made little different noises. I thought mm. it was creative to put something like that together, but yeah. Well, yeah, definitely creative. Yeah, and I, when I walked up to it and looked at it, it was pretty cool to look at because I noticed that it was like a T Rex seven hundred tail on it. But yeah, but like the flight characteristics are still like a plane, though. 
for the most part. What I, would, what I wouldn't mind seeing is a big, like, 109-inch, you know, whatever, like, those huge 3D airplanes, but with a variable pitch pop. I want to be able to see that thing, like, push itself, like, right to the ground, nose it, and come right back up. And, like, that variable pitch stuff, I think, is really cool. I wish I could see something on a bigger scale than, like, a foamy. I think you'd see that motor wind up in, like, North Carolina if that happened on something that scale, dude. I mean, you just got to be something you can do about it. If helicopters can do it, why can't a plane? I think the reason they didn't have a jet there this year is because they had the two runways, the two geotech runways. The Uh jets more or less need a grass runway and, you know, a lot of it. Yeah, that's true. Probably why I didn't have that this year. I could see that. But uh, it was cool. The runways were cool, man. They had yeah, two of the yeah. uh, the geotextile runways down on uh, on the main flight line and on the amateur flight line, and they were getting a lot of use. So, what would you guys say is your uh, you know standout like flights or one of the coolest planes I saw was um, the guy on the uh, Joshua Orchard's uh, Sikorsky. I know he built it last year, and I don't think I saw it that much last year, but he had it painted up and. That thing blew my mind. I know I said that like three times now, but dude, this guy was bending wire and attaching like crimp on little ends you'd get at Home Depot with the circle on it and screwing them into, you know, areas on the wing for his like all his rigging and all that. He built his own landing gear that had shock absorbers on it. I mean, this thing was totally scratch built. He was just giving me ideas left and right on how he did this. Wow. That thing was yeah, really, that, really neat. Yeah. I mean, That's I got, a very beautiful plane. I got to see it, and it is, it is so beautiful. The radio engine on top. Right? That's that one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> um, yeah, that plane looked amazing, but I didn't get a chance to see it fly. Though. I'm sorry to say. I, I wanted to, but yeah. I know he's got a video from last year when he finished Did you guys it. see it or no? I didn't see it fly. Oh, I- I got to see it fly, and I got to take pictures of it landing. Awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, you got to post it, man. I want to I check those out. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Nick? You got any, uh, what was um, the most impressive flight or plane? I got to say, that was hard. I mean, like, between having, like, Joshua Orchard's plane out there and mm-hmm. a few different things. I mean, oh, Keegan I got and one. Dan's... Uh, <laughs> Air hogs. Yes, that's what yeah. I want to say next. Yes, that those, is so awesome. <laughs> those guys. I mean, there's just so many things that were just so amazing out there that were different. Or, uh huh. They they had their own uh, their own thing to them. Yeah. Not not one of them was the same. I got another it, thing too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you get you gonna tell us, or are you just gonna keep it a secret? <laughs> I'll tell you. Go for it. Big 97-inch SE. You know, I have to admit, when Kevin was sitting there like, I got to get his name right, I thought he was going to say his own name. (laughs) I do have to say, like, I've I've seen that plane, obviously, the weekend before. I'm not that arrogant. (laughs) (laughs) Or conceited, I guess. Yeah, no, no. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, that plane, I mean, I I mean... Oh, man. If if everyone who took a picture posted it on Facebook, Facebook service would crash because <laughs> there were every single person that came by 
every single person's wife or girlfriend came by. Like, they were all taking pictures of it. Everyone was asking questions about that plane. I mean. And it was funny. Some people would come up and be like, hey, when are you flying that big thing? And I'd be like, in 10 minutes, I'm going to fly it. And then I would fly it. And I'd, they'd be like, hey, when are you flying that big thing? <laughs> the same like, person. And I'd be like, dude, I just flew it. I'm going to just. Like, that was like Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get the car, yo. So what are you gonna fly? It's like I just did. And charge up a battery. I just landed. God damn it! Uh, but uh, but yeah. Um, I mean seriously, like everyone loved that plane. Every there's so many questions. It was. Um, I mean, come on. I think that was the biggest plane there. I think. I think a lot of people got uh, some ideas, just with the 3D printed stuff. You know, like they were like, "How did you get all those fittings?" And I was like, "I 3D printed them." You know, yep. designed them all. And they were like, "Oh, okay." And you could see the wheels turning. You know. Yeah, yeah. People, I mean, some awesome. people asked for the plans, right? Yeah, asked a couple guys asked for the 3D printed plans. Yep. Um, and I had the small one there, too, which was cool. I flew that a bunch yeah. of times. That thing, I think I'm, I'm going to redo and do that one all up. The big one, man, was great that I had it there and, and uh, you know, got a chance to fly it. Like, I don't even know. It's like six, seven times it was. I don't know. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Five, six, seven times. I don't know. Um, but uh, I noticed that. Because of the 3D, 3D printed stuff started to heat up and didn't like the heat too much. Um, I'd have to put some work into that to get it back together. I was watching actual video from the maiden flight to one of the last flights. And for some reason, it flew like it was tail heavy towards the end of Flight Fest. I don't know whether you know uh, something was going on with it, whether the front wings were the top wings were actually moving forward a little bit. Uh, something well, was I happening. think there were the. The dihedral was kind of getting weird. Yeah, uh, the wings were kind of separating. The tail was definitely separating. Yeah, so that could have sure. caused extra drag, right? Yeah, yeah. You you could definitely see like the the joints that held the dihedral and the wings were definitely uh, getting big. flexing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like the the gaps in the foam were actually getting larger for some. Yeah, reason. yeah, yeah. It, it was it was definitely moving. I mean. <laughs> It was by the hot. end of it. <laughs> it was yeah. hot out there. So by the end of it, that that top wing was nearly flat. Yeah. Yep. Well, it was weird. It had like a kink up and then a kink down almost. Like yeah. Career that's a weird plane. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man, that thing flew great. Like flew. Mm-hmm. I like the way it flew because it's it's large and people are like, wow, look at that thing go by. But landing, it was just it's ridiculously easy. Yeah, and I mean, dude, I was impressed when Bixler. Uh, I landed that thing because he would just come like almost straight at us because of the crosswinds. Yeah, I thought he was gonna the hit last that minute. Sign. Yeah, yeah, the last minute he just goes whoop, turns the rudder and just lands perfectly. Like I was, wow. Yeah, um, he did an awesome job flying that thing too. And I think mid-flight he lost an aileron, right? Yeah, the control horn uh, yeah. that I three D printed like melted out of the, the out of the, out of the aileron. Yeah, the aileron yeah. slot. Yeah, that's what was happening with the elevator. The elevators were they were melting too. So I was like, yeah, you know what, gonna call it. <laughs> but uh, dude, it really it really made me think. You know, I want to definitely gonna I'm gonna rebuild the 47 inch and paint it all up and do that. Uh, and, okay. Uh, and see how, see how far it gets. But uh, actually, right as we're talking, I'm looking at a screenshot of some dude that built one close to probably like 72 inch, and it's out of balsa. And, I'll probably Google like balsa kits after we get done with the podcast. <laughs> nice. So I mean, Kevin, I mean, mad props to you. You 
I know you worked your butt off for four months to get that plane uh, built for Flight Fest. Um, so happy that it was able to fly at Flight Fest, that you were able to pass the transmitter with it. Yeah. I mean, dude, you know, like. <laughs> and it was funny. Everybody was like, man, I'm looking at the, the angle of that motor, man. That's a lot of right uh-huh. thrust. And I was like, yep. And they always a couple of people thought I built it there. They were like, "Oh, good luck with the maiden." I was like, "No, no, I've I've flown it before." But thanks. yeah, yeah. They're like, I was like, "No, I didn't build it." <laughs> One guy was like, "You build it here?" I was like, "No, dude, I didn't build it here." I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, flight fest isn't that long now. No. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, yeah. But Seriously. I've actually looked at some other balsa kits, man, and I can uh-huh. I can see on the uh, like some of the older balsa kits, um, some of the pictures I see. There's that amount of right thrust on like a, a, a six foot wingspan model or or anything like that, man. There's a lot of. I mean, it flew. It flew, it flew great. Yeah, I never had to touch that rudder, man. Right. So I mean, it, oh, except for that one time. <laughs> except for the one time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just scratch build. Got so, video know, of that. There yeah, were, there were a couple of things here and there. Yeah, <laughs> had to fix. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. See, I, I never got around to actually like putting any thrust angle into my 200% Spitfire. I ran that thing flat, and it went just fine. But I had um, washers and everything, real long screws so that I could adjust the angle, but never needed to. Yeah, the only thing I had to do on the the regular size Spitfire was to like drop the motor down a little bit, angle it down. That was it. We were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nick, you and I had talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never had that issue. So, I don't know. Maybe because yeah, because it was a heavier plane, you know, for some Maybe. reason, who knows. But yeah, dude, the flying was uh was was a lot of fun, man. I think I flew everything I brought out there. You and I flew the Vigans at one point, Steve. Yep. And uh one of our listeners I think came up and was like, "Yeah, these guys were on the freaking beginner flight line flying these jets." And I was like, "Oh, that was us. We were flying." Oh, really? I was like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was either Aaron said something like that or or that guy Dave I was talking to. I mean, is there really a beginner flight line? Is there really a heli flight line? I no, mean, no. No, exactly. I mean, yeah, but, there's a heli flight line. But, uh, but no one yes and no. It's yes there yeah. is, but do most people pay attention? No. And that's another reason why I think like the flight line needed to be policed a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to say that was the only it was the only uh part in my mind that I think they could step up is you know, definitely display it better as to this is the heli area here, you know, this yeah. is the inner area. Yeah, there was no oh. signs. Right. There was signs, but there, there was, a, was there but... were only one, and they weren't anywhere near where you walked in to right. the flight you, line. So you right. really you would walk it. in on the beginner side and then walk all the way down the you know yeah. behind all the pilots to the heli line. Yeah, there was one three D slash heli flight line sign, like a big sign, but it was so far back that no one no one saw it, and no one cared. I was reading the, uh, some comments on the forums, the flight test forums today, and and uh, on Facebook, and you know a lot of guys were like. A lot of guys, some guys had thought, you know, we need to have more signage, obviously, and maybe a pattern uh, set up for that many planes. And, mm-hmm. you know, some guys were like, you know, it's fine the way it is. Yeah, you know, maybe we do need to do a pattern. Or you know, some guys were like, you it's, know, listen, it's 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 what it is. You know, we just come out there and fly and, and have a good yeah. time. Yeah, which well, is true, you know. 
Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. After being there, especially for all three years, it's it's one of those things where if no one's flying 3D or helis or anything like that, I have no problem with it getting used by anyone else. Right. Right. But if someone walks in and wants to do heli flying and has a huge 700 size heli, move down the line. I yeah. Mean, yeah. 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 We, we've seen a couple of these guys with what is it the three channel little micros throwing on up right as a heli's like taking off or already yeah, in the air. TLGs, you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I totally agree. Like if no one's using a flight line, the heli flight line, use it for whatever you want. But if someone does come with a helicopter, they should take, you know, precedence over that line because that's what it's supposed to be. So but yeah, you know, I mean, everyone's there to have a good time, and and like, even though it's nerve wracking to fly a heli with fl- planes flying above and below you while you're flying, especially because I the way I fly is very erratic, you know, it's not in mm-hmm. a pattern, it's not back and forth, you know, it's it's usually a circles to you know flying out and up and down and left and right and you know more tail down a hurricane you know like it's it's not in a set type of you know pattern that you know you're flying plane your your plane's flying forward you bank left you pull the elevator you fly forward again you pull left you know like there is a pattern to most plane flying even if they don't follow the pattern from some one person flying a plane to another they're still following like they fly left to right or right to left they turn they come back around they might do figure eights but they're not like all over the place, you know, like yeah. a helicopter can be easily. So, so yeah, I mean, that's one thing that like I wish there was a little more policing. But then we have Nick, so we got a, a decent amount of that police action going, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick. Uh, yeah, Nick was, he was like, like he, <laughs> he was using the three strikes you're out rule more. Right, or less. right. He was he like fractions and like all right i gotta walk over there yeah he he talked to you nice the first time a little stern the second time third time you were getting full-blown yeah. nick he was yeah, like there was i'm there was only like mainland who picks it up <laughs> yeah there was there was a couple of times that you know it's like i had to go and talk two times to a guy but you know there, there was only one who really pushed uh some issues with the flight lines and you know he had landed luckily before I had gotten there. Otherwise, I would have probably made sure that plane did not come back in one piece. <laughs> I mean, to anyone else, if I if I seemed a bit of an asshole, I'm sorry. There were a couple people who did quite get on my nerves and basically laughed me off when I would try to be nice to them and warn them about issues that you know they were doing, things to watch for was. Which is mainly mostly the issue is, you know, like, come on, hey, can you guys be careful? You're flying over the heli line or, you know, watch your uh, distance when you're going out towards the parking lot. You crossed it a couple times. Uh Right. That was mainly the issue. And, yeah, a couple people got got probably a a little bit more than what they they should have gotten because I had a few issues with some other people. I think I only had to stop, like, five people flying in the camping area. But uh, yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, we forgot to mention the uh, the shuttle launch, the shuttle glide launch thing that those. Oh yeah, that was that was Jason, and I met him. I've met him a couple of times. I think he was at uh-huh. NEF one year. I've met him at Flight Fest before. At uh, okay. fourteen, I met him Flight Fest fourteen. 
and uh yeah i don't remember his last name or his buddy but uh yeah they they had like a big giant cargo plane all done up mm-hmm. to carry the sh- the shuttle replica up quite a ways and then drop it off and glide and it back it. down that was really yeah. cool that was awesome and, and yeah. that shuttle looked small but when it actually landed i was like damn that's pretty big yeah both those planes were pretty decent size yeah. i was surprised and um i had a few people like oh man why is it flying like nose down and why why is it doing this and why is it doing it? i'm like you guys don't know the shuttle do you that it it flew quite scale for what it was. I was shocked. Yeah. It looks it looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. they they had built like a hundred and six inch version of that. They said that's the small one. Wow. Oh jeez. Oh, I would have loved to see that. It's on YouTube and I saw that like right before we left. So when oh, I yeah? saw that there, I was like, I just saw your video and they were like, Yeah, we just posted it. And it wow. was the large one. I think if you I think it's on flight test fans. On Facebook, but if you um if you 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 know YouTube hundred and six inch, whatever shuttle carrier or something or other, I would I would I would have loved to have seen that thing actually like uh use rockets to get up. Yes, yeah, that would have been cool. Pack like a couple D sized rockets in there and just like you know take off. Yeah, that yeah. Would, then wow. it then it would be just like the uh the actual three engines on it. Uh huh. That w- that would be perfect. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant put it on the actual like whole shuttle configuration oh. thing. Oh, if you do that, then you have oh. to have the twang maneuver, and that just gets complicated. Because I don't know how you would do that in scale form. Mm. Yeah. That and, like, having everything genesis and stuff. That I mean, it would be cool, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure people are already lost when I tell them about the twang move or maneuver. Yeah, you lost me. I only build that idolatry foam, dude. short explanation watch any of the shuttle launches the three main engines on the shuttle launch first Uh the whole rocket tips it it leans over yeah it kind of twists up and leans back it it, it leans you know the the rocket or the the shuttle pushes up leans it over and as it comes back that's the twang it twangs back and then as soon as it's perfectly 90 again they launch the or light the uh, boosters up, and it launches. I have played Kerbal Space Program, so I do know what you're talking about. I just didn't know it was called the Twang Maneuver. I, I, that's how I've always heard it called. I don't know if it, that's the technical term, but yeah. Cool. So I had a lot of fun uh, building that big uh, purple monster and getting that. I didn't think I was going to have that ready, but I wanted to at least get a couple flights in. Uh, I had my little light kit on that. That was a lot of fun to fly. And that that was at, like, the busiest time I flew that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Busy that was, time uh, out at the runway. Mm-hmm. That was great. We uh, we got to get uh, that edited up, the program, so that we can get those lights correct. Oh, right. Well, somebody said they were correct, and somebody said they well, they weren't. Yeah, uh, it's probably different, uh, different models for different uh, actual full-scale planes. Well, it's a non-scale plane. With scale lights on it, yeah, but we're gonna make it better so it's easier to see. But what did I fly? I'm gonna I'm gonna go through everything I flew. I flew the Twisted Hobbies Beaver. I flew my uh, ugly stick uh, out of Dollar Tree foam board. Flew the Vigan. I flew my Bushwhacker. Flew the Sequoia at least once or twice, and flew that the big biplane, the small biplane, my Mustang. Jeez, and all four of my helis. Nice. Yeah, so I did get quite a bit of flying in. But I tell you, this year the main concern or main 
it seemed like the main topic of this year, the main just overall hidden like topic was just to hang out with everybody and, and talk and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was awesome. Let's see. What did I fly? All my helis, even though Goblin 3D only saw five seconds of a flight. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and I, and right. I drove it in. And I drove in three helis. So I drove in the Oxy Cube, Oxy Tariq, and the uh, the Goblin 380. So all the small helis I drove in. 570 and 700 came back in uh, totally the same piece. It left. 700 did have a little bit of a rough landing once, but um, everything's fine on that. I flew uh, the Bushwhacker, the Vigan. I didn't do much airplane flying at all. One plane I definitely want to uh, talk about is the Kevin Matusik, <laughs> my Kevin Matusik <laughs> Mini Raiden. Yeah, you know what's coming up, Nick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a little incident with it where uh, the plane was just going up and down, up and down. It got really small, really, really, really small, and it flew away into the sunset. I told Chris from Flight Test After Hours that I was going to steal that. Yeah. Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, so I don't know. It just, I, I you know, we, we chucked it up in the air a couple of times. Kevin, you were launching it. It hit the ground a couple of times. And this is my theory on what happened. But uh, the first thing is it flew. I had very little control on it except for elevator control. I had very little aileron control. All it would do is kind of pitch up, pitch down, pitch up, pitch down, pitch up, pitch down. Like, you know, just like when you see an analog waveform, <laughs> just going up and down, yeah. up and down, up and down. Um, you know, and you know, it was okay. Like I kind of did one lap with it and then it just started like really having issues. So I kind of was letting it go from left to right and, you know, trying to get it to like trim out and stabilize itself. But it wouldn't wouldn't stop going up and down, up and down, up and down, to a point where it became a dot in the sky, and it was above the tree line, high in the clouds, couldn't see it. You know, Kevin's like, just turn it around, and I'm like, I can't. It's not turning. It's yeah, not so doing just anything. Go one yeah. way or the other, and you're yeah. like, it's not doing anything. It's not doing anything. I thought it was coming back towards me at one point. I'm like, it's it did. It and did. Then, and, and then it, I. It, I think I might have flipped it. It went inverted, maybe, and it was going up and down. I mean, and then it basically was like, okay, I stopped trying. I'm turning off my radio. I'm gonna. And then uh, we slowly watch it drift behind the tree line and yeah, go. yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I gave it to Kevin because Kevin's like, well, let me try real quick, and he was trying. He was like, I can't do it. I can't see it. I you can't know? see it anymore. Yeah. By the time yeah. I took the controls and looked back up. And I was yeah. just like, you know, looking, it's like, I see the dot, and it's behind the tree line, and then it was like, okay, just pull the throttle back. Let's just... <laughs> and the kid next to us goes, are you going to go get it? Yeah. <laughs> Steve no. and I both look at him, we're like, no. <laughs> That's like two miles away. Steve's like, yeah. I'm not walking all the way over there. My feet are killing me from the week already, you know? Yeah, so oh, that. that was funny. I mean, you know, it's. It had like whatever. It had a 4S pack, a quad motor, an ESC, and, and like a, a Lemon RX receiver. Like, what do I care? Did it have a 4S in that? It did have a 4S. Wow. It's running a 4S on that. So, my. And my, that had no power. 
No, it had plenty of power that it got up really high in the sky and didn't want to come down. But the problem is, is I think that that plane has a, a, a joint in the middle where you can slide out the nose and slide in another nose for FPV setup. And I, you know, at Neff, I flew it and crashed it and kind of broke that piece, but I kind of glued it back together. Um, it seemed fine, but maybe after the one or two attempts at launch and hitting the ground, probably cracked it or loosened my glue joints there. And I think that the, the whole plane was buckling, kind of like if you're looking from the side profile, like a V. So every time I try to pitch it up, it would kind of like the nose would come up and it would pitch it really far up because of the canards. Yeah. I, and then when I pitched it down, it would, the nose would drop down and then, like, then it would you know, just do a steep dive down and just kind of flip-flop back and forth that way. I mean, that's the only reason I can see it because even when I cut the throttle, it would still do it. Even when I to do anything it would just like kind of follow like I, it was just it was all over the place something was definitely um terribly wrong with that airframe at that point when it was just because you know like it was flopping up and down and you know, i did get a couple of good like turns you know circuits before it started doing that but once it started doing it i couldn't stop it from doing it it was it was just like a lost cause yeah once that wind talk took it man yeah and you're like, go full throttle. And I'm like, I am full throttle. <laughs> trying to keep it like from falling or going too high. Like trying to level it out. Like maybe it was stalling or something weird. I don't know. But yeah, that thing, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I wrote it off. You know, it's just wrote off now. So it's okay. I still have two more. I have the full size rating and the, the, the dart, the, you know, the lightweight version. So there you go. But I wasn't going to fly those at Flight Fest. <laughs> I wasn't going <laughs> to attempt to lose two more of Kevin's uh, Matusik's design. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll just, uh, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't really get to fly all, every plane that I brought there. Um, well, I think the only one you didn't fly was the uh, the little, the Mini Guinea, right? That was it. No, Mini Guinea. Oh, and you didn't fly your own. Um... FX Racer. Yeah. Yeah, you should have brought that and up. Then, and then the other two Kevin Matusik's planes. So four planes I brought... I didn't fly. Um, I did fly the Hyperbipe. Yeah. DSM-2, gotta love it. At Flight huh. Fest, I uh -huh. went, I was doing some circuits, I was doing some rolls, and and then I was like, oh, I don't have control. Oh, nose down, boom, into the ground, into the, <laughs> the sod field or whatever, the, not the soybean field. Soybean. Yeah, soybean field. And I was, <laughs> you know, I think you guys were flying, I think, yeah, Nick, you were gonna fly kevin's mustang i think at that point when we were mm -hmm. at that line and so i you know i'm like all right i see it kind of went in that angle probably about like 1 o'clock for me um i started walking out there and i could not find it i was back and forth back and forth was it this far out was it this far in where is it was it halfway where is it could find it some folks that were like out there Walking back was like, "Hey, is this your plane? Are you looking for this?" I'm like, "Yes, nice." Um, so, so thank you for whoever that was who uh, picked up my uh, Durafly Hyperwipe for me. But I lost the battery cover. The nose got pretty smashed up. The wings and everything else looks fine. Um, I can probably glue it back together and maybe buy another battery hatch or just make one. You know, I'll make something out of Dollar Tree or something. But I don't know if I even want to give it another chance. I don't know. We'll see. Put a put a different receiver in it, and you'll be fine. Well, definitely gonna put a different receiver in it. Um, you know that's for sure. But even then, I, I don't know. I just I feel like that's not a, a great 3D plane 
it, it's a great three plane if you don't crash it. But if you crash Maybe. it, <laughs> well, they're all great planes until you crash them. No, <laughs> no, but like it's not like you know, like your terrible beaver, right? Your crack, your cracked beaver. Yeah. Would you say that that's a terrible plane after you crashed it once? No. The Yak core, uh, the the RA cores Yak. Would I mean I know you didn't have a good you know thing with that, but for me like I crashed that a billion times and it still flew great. I loved it, you know. Like there's certain planes that I just like if I'm gonna 3D, I'm gonna crash. I want it to fly great with just a little bit of foam tack and be back in the air. That plane, I mean, I foam tack, really glued back together, and it kind of flew okay, but like it had weird tendencies. And you know, if a plane has weird tendencies, I can't. I feel like I'm fighting those tendencies, and then you know, then actually learning or progressing. It has a weird tendency. It's not a helicopter. That's, that's huh? <laughs> so if the plane has a weird tendency, aka, it's not a helicopter. I have trouble with. No, no, no. Because even a helicopter, if it has like the 180, why did I bend in the 180 blade 180 uh, CFX? Because it had weird tendencies where it wouldn't the tail wouldn't hold or this wouldn't hold or it feel different every time you flip it. You know, like yeah, I'm only joking around with you. Yeah, but it, if a plane doesn't fly right to me, I just don't feel like it's worth it. Like the EFX racer, I mean, it's not a 3D plane, but it's like a, a racer. Dude, that thing is on rails every time I fly, even with a hard landing. Even the first time I launched it, I just basically like cartwheeled the crap out of it. It still flew great, you know? Yeah. It's just certain things. I don't know. I just, you give it to the proper hands. You give it to Keegan. He'll probably like just, you know, go crazy with it and have all this fun with it. But for me, it wasn't, it's not for me. So I don't know if I'm going to fix it. Maybe. We'll see. I haven't decided fully yet. <laughs> Um, nice. So what else? What else did uh? Let's talk about Andres Lou and his friends and that uh, they were battling that big Delta wing. Yeah, I didn't see that. I don't think I saw any of that combat. I think I was out working on my uh the a middle stick. Yeah, and that so was I didn't, going on. I didn't really see it, but all I know is I think we were Nick and I were at the heli line, and and we're like, oh, they're doing combat or whatever. And then I think I think Nick, you said that oh the big um uh, yeah, laser the big toys. laser toys Delta, Delta went, was yeah. down. It's like oh it got hit it's down, and then like thirty seconds later, oh it's shoot, on fire, it's on fire. <laughs> yeah, and then that was like pouring smoke out. Oh, um, dude, the flames were like three feet high. Yeah, easily, and that was like if it looked three feet high, and but it was a in a from a distance we were looking at it. You know, up close, that thing must have at least been like eight, nine feet high. You know what I mean, like it must have been really high. No, they they were like three feet high, even oh, with like, the photos that are like up close. The uh, flames were bigger. literally. It was like three, four feet high. It was crazy. Um, that thing got torched right in the center, like a round hole, like a nutball <laughs> would fit in. And they think came... of think of where you would put the ESC on a Delta, and that's what happened. Yeah. The ESC went up. Yes, so the ESCs went up. Oh, the batteries okay. were fine, I heard. Yeah, from what I heard. Mm-hmm. The servos looked fine. Um, they actually brought it by, and we took a picture of it in front of our uh, our banner and posted that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, that was I, that was the only fire that I saw at Flight Fest. Was there any other? Any other fire? Yeah, any no, other, like, bipoles go on fire or planes no. on fire? Uh, 
There may have been one battery issue that had some smoke, but I don't think it necessarily caught fire. Okay. Real quick, I wanted to talk about we uh, we kind of skipped over this, but the the demo, um, Duncan, I keep on, I don't know, is it Bosian, Bosian? You know, it was a short flight because he drove his heli into the ground. Um, it was pretty spectacular. Uh, you know, some folks would say he might have drove it in. Some might have been a dumb thumb. You know, it happened, I guess. But uh, that thing just smacked hit the ground while he was doing. It was the it was forward flight doing aileron rolls on the deck. And that last, like, flip from pot, um, upright to inverted. And he just went smack into the ground. There was a, a person there who took a great shot of it. It was, like, you know, right in front of him. Um, and I, I reshared that off the, the Facebook page because I believe that um, I believe that's the camera guy I was standing like almost right next to, and I I think we were almost like eight maybe ten feet away at most. Mm-hmm. It it was close to us. Um, yeah. From that angle, and you know, I I kind of feel bad because as he was starting that move coming down the flight line, a bunch of us were saying, you know, it's like. Oh, I'd like to see a uh, a crash test and see how it handles durability test and <laughs> but yeah, like literally, like as soon as we're done saying it, it goes in. And from the angle I had, it looked like he drove it in on purpose. Now, there is no durability test with a seven hundred size heli. No, no. Yeah, th- I mean, like that's that's plain talk. That's planker talk. There is no durability. With- <laughs> with a uh, 700 or anything bigger than a five, 500, even a 380. When a helicopter goes in with that much force and speed, it, yeah. it, it's in the helicopter world pretty much called a re-kit. <laughs> I don't know. I watched that video quite a few times, man, and I didn't. it didn't seem like to me that he had any time to pull out of that or do anything different. Like, he was just, the ground started to slope up a little bit there and he kind of just put it right in, man. He flipped yeah, everything over. Yeah, slope and... up. He he still like he had full collective going like the entire time all the way to the ground. He didn't stop it. Well, but that that's how that's that's in in the heli world. That's a like a smack pilot. It's, that's what they do. They wait yeah, they the last get... minute to stop the helicopter from hitting the ground. Yeah, and that's why they call it smack. Like yeah, they say, like smack, smack, smack. Like you know, like when they're doing the flips and rolls, or when they're coming down. You know, from really high, they come real close to smack. Stop, you know? If yeah. you watch the earlier part of that video where he's doing those, he's just doing front flips or back flips, and he's, mm-hmm. he's only inches from the ground with the tail with and the with tail the rotating. blades as he's, yeah. as he's rotating that thing around. Like, those guys get super close, man, to the ground. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And- yeah, it, it was crazy watching. And I know, <laughs> I know parts yeah, parts went flying. I, I know I heard a couple yeah. things whiz up into the air, but... The loudest noise was that blade smacking the boom and just ripping it. Yeah, it was so crazy because you heard it hit the ground and like the blades sliding and digging into the dirt. But as soon as it hit that tail, yep. oh man, yeah. So they okay. call it a boom for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boom strike. Yeah, um, it was so, it was loud. Yeah, so that was pretty awesome. Um, funny thing with. Uh, that uh, the Ethan kid is. I was getting out of the shower, and it was you know it was like probably like nine ten o'clock. I don't know. It was it was dark out. 
flight test, uh, flight fest had a uh, couple spotlights right by the Grapner flag in the main flight line. Yeah, right dead center. Yeah, right, pretty much right dead center. And and you know the showers that that you know I was using was kind of close to there. So as soon as I get out the shower, I'm like I hear I hear a blade noise. I hear someone flying a heli, and I hear and I was like oh. Someone just drove in a heli, and I'm like, well, I, I, I got all my stuff. Let me go back to the camp. And sure enough, I, I go out there, and it was Ethan. I, he said that all of a sudden his tail gave out, and basically it was pirouetting like crazy. So he just hit throttle hold and, and let it slam into the ground. But, yeah, it's just funny. Like, and, and I don't know. Every night, I, I, I think pretty much every night, I would go to Kevin and be like, dude, I want to fly my Oxy or fly a heli yeah, under the lights. Spotlight. And the spotlights, like I want to fly it on the lights, you know. I want to give it a shot, you know. And he's like, eh, I don't know. And then I think one night I had a drink, so it's like, ah, I shouldn't do that, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I still want to try it though. I don't care. Well, I had a funny story coming out of the shower. The last night I was there, mm-hmm. I, I came out of the shower and some dude asked me, "Are all those showers empty?" And I was like, "I don't know, dude. I just came out of one of them, <laughs> and it, it might just be." <laughs> I mean, I might sound like a douche to the rest of the country, but it's just a jersey, like, in me. And I'm like, yeah, I, I was like, I don't know, dude. I just came out of the one. And then it was like, do they have shampoo and everything in there for you? And I was like, no, not unless you get lucky uh, and find something that somebody left behind. Which is very possible. Oh, man. But it was good, dude. I, I The event in the whole, man, was, was definitely awesome. It was definitely better. It gets better every year. It was it was cool the layout. They had everything everything was close. It wasn't it didn't feel to me and uh, people that camped way out might feel different, but it didn't seem to me like I had to walk that far for anything. I know we had a pretty good, you know, I want to say pretty good spot. It was an awesome spot. It was an amazing spot. Um that we had. But uh even when I I was looking at some of the footage of the FT Explorer and the, the Mobius, like I was looking at that footage um yesterday a little bit and uh it didn't really look like because of the depth that it didn't look like that was spread out for, you know, people could get to everywhere. And I think it was better that way. Right. I mean, I, I've, I visited, um, Evan's camp and that felt far, <laughs> it felt far from everything. Well, it, and it you said like it just came corner. in like that Saturday, No, 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 right? not, not, not Ethan. I don't know where Ethan was at, but oh, oh. Evan, the, the logo guy. Yeah, his camp felt far. It was like in this back corner almost. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we really had a lucky man. We really did have a, a awesome spot, um, a high traffic spot, which was great. You know, yeah, for for the, the podcast, for your plane, for all the heli stuff. You know, that you know, we we I can't even count the number of questions we must have gotten about the helicopters. Yeah. Um, you know, from all different sorts of people and stuff. It was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there was a few people. Are you guys a store? Is this all for sale? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, you know, definitely thank you again, Nick, for that. Yeah, uh, not a problem. It, you know. I, I was, happened to be near where the vendors were camping, and I think they were just, they ended up using a spot as parking, and they mm-hmm. pulled out, and it was open, so I. Nice. Kind of saved it of the last couple hours for you guys. Nice. Is there anything else you guys wanted to go over? Just that I want to say, like I said, I, I it gets better every year, man. I, I know there's been a few people I've probably forgotten. I talked to one guy about different types of plastic 
to uh, 3D print with. Mm-hmm. You know, PETG was the plastic the guy was talking to us about, and uh, I forget his name. Uh, so sorry, dude. There was another young man who's Paul Jennings who's getting his piles license. I don't even know if this oh, is right, the right. podcast, but um, that kid, it just blows me away. These kids are like 15, 16, almost got their pilot's license. They're super intelligent kids and just really mature kids, very well-behaved, like nice kids, you know? It sure, just yeah. gives me hope. <laughs> <laughs> And it makes me wonder why I was such a pain in the ass when I was that, that age. It was a different different times. It was different times. Uh, because your parents didn't take you to go get your pilot's license. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's just, you know, they're just, I don't know. You don't know where that comes from. Just uh, just, just good kids, man. I, I had a lot of fun. I had a good time talking to a lot of people. I think it's partially due to the hobby. Yeah, because you 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 know if you're say your parents are into the hobby, your dad or your mom, whatever, and like you know all you meet is good people. I mean, I I feel like that kind of makes you want to be good too, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I do want to give a special thanks to all the volunteers at Flight Fest. Yeah, definitely. Like they 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 I mean, with the volunteers, the flight test crew, um, you know, the Fury family, that event, as far as I can see from my perspective went flawlessly. Like, you know, like there wasn't ever an issue with the showers that I noticed. There wasn't any issues with the, you know, the, the Porta Johns or food or, you know, just anything. Like, I don't yeah. know. I felt like everything was smooth sailing and everything went great. Yeah, it seemed like uh, a good time all the way around. Yeah. So I just want to thank everyone involved that made this happen. Um, thank you, Kevin. You know, thank you, Nick. Thank everyone. Uh, this was great. It was definitely a times I'll never forget. Right? Yeah. Making memories, yeah. As, as Josh says. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough of this silliness here. Listen. You know, uh, when I'm out on the street, you know, uh, people always come up to me and they say, "Hey, Arnold. Yeah, get to the chopper." Yeah, you know, like, I haven't heard that, like, a million times. So, listen, you know, if you want to see all the helicopters, you can go to this uh, little thing up in uh, Rochester, New York. It's uh, the Rochester Aero Modeling Society, or RAMS. Yeah, you know, if you if you change those letters around, it spells Mars. And uh, I was going to tell you something about that, but uh, I can't recall. <laughs> yeah, you get it, right? Yeah, shut up, you idiot. Listen to me. It's three-day helicopter event, and uh, it's the largest in uh, the Northeast in September around Labor Day. You know, labor yourself up there and go check out some of these pilots, you know. It's the home uh, field of, you know, Mr. Chris Rybert and uh, the other guy, you know, that uh, the Kyle guy, you know, the guy that flies uh, pretty good. Yeah, you know, and it's grown, you know, over the last uh, couple of years. They've had, like, over a hundred helicopter pilots and, uh, like, a thousand spectators you know but it's not the t1000 so you know you don't have to worry about it reacquiring you there so you know it's labor day weekend it's september it's friday saturday and sunday what did you think it was going to be on a tuesday so just go up there you know and if you miss this one i'm going to show up at your flying field and i'm going to poke your eyes out with my stogie you idiot we uh we we definitely worked hard us volunteers to try to make sure that even when problems came up they were taken care of as quick as possible. And you mentioned the showers. And for anyone that was down at like a showers, a shower trailer one, uh, I'm sorry if you had a delay or had to walk. Um, Which is shower gave, trailer one? That was the closest one to registration. Okay, so to the right more, of us. 
yeah, it was more on the heli flight line area. Okay. Um, we did have an issue with that with the generator that was running that, uh, but we did get that solved after a couple hours. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I noticed. But, <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. you don't you don't hear about it too much. There's only a few people that you know really complained about it. Um, but yeah, we did have an issue with it. So. Ooh, ooh! I do want to bring up one last thing. One of my most memorable moments at Flight Fest will be Kevin's P fifty one fighting <laughs> while two attack quads are after him through the air. You just see his Mustang going around with these two quads just buzzing him, trying to get around him, uh, trying to basically take him down. Yeah. One Chad, gets yeah, Chad's right. Chad, <laughs> Novak. Chad Nowak, Nowak hit the wing hit the wingtip and then Kevin, I can't think of his last yes, name. I can't think of his last name either, but he gets like jammed into his uh, landing gear uh, and is stuck. And all you see is Kevin just rock his wings back and forth and this little thing go boop, falling <laughs> to the ground. It was so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool, um, uh, Kevin trying to take out the big cargo. Not, not, was it a cargo plane? It was a big plane, but I don't remember if it was a cargo plane. Yeah, I was trying. Was that Bob? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, I think, I think that was Bob we were trying to take out. Yeah, he was trying to take plane. out. Try, you know, it's another plane that size was. Uh, it was so much. And then the biggest tail slide, longest tail slide I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't even know how how high were you when when like when you basically stalled out and tail slid. I, I think he was probably about. 50, 60 feet, maybe? Yeah, because you were trying to kind of do a loop, right? But you just didn't have, like, your battery was just cooked. It was just Yeah, dead, my battery right? was done. And uh, he got, that guy, he, Bob went, like, high, got above me. So I was kind of, like, trying to go, like, up and over. Like, I don't know what the hell I was trying to do at that point. Yeah. Literally, you are just trying to come up and belly, hit him right in the belly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, juice. I mean, that thing must have slid, like, 20 feet just perfectly up and down. It was funny. I think everybody had that moment when I did that and it stopped. They were like, oh, no. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yep. He's done. Yeah. That's down. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you quickly uh, yeah, kind of flipped it over, but it was just not enough airspeed to keep you going. Um, and, you know, it went in. It wasn't too bad, though, right? Well, we'll land on the belly. I, th- I had to fix. I had to hock a little bunch of stuff. Motor box. Yeah. yeah fix the, the motor. The motor. Box. It was like the yeah. It was pretty much like the nose and belly just kind of like went in. It was like a hard nose slide. I probably could have flew it again, but you know, then I'm thinking, you know, just safety wise, probably should just not do it. I was gonna do it on another combat, but then I was too busy just having a good time flying the helis and stuff, and you know, I was running around yeah. like an idiot that day, just trying to fix that. And so it was cool, you know, that mm-hmm. I just the, that day, the second day, you know, Saturday, just chilled out. But we got video of that too. If anybody wants to see it, it's on the. It's mainly all the the stuff we were live streaming is on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So there's video to a lot of stuff. Which yeah. which Facebook Live kind of disappointed me. I mean, I and I can't blame Facebook per se. It's probably just self service and um, just I, I, you know every a lot of people doing a lot of streaming. I thought most of them came through okay though. No, the the one with your battle, your your combat, that one kept on like disconnecting, freezing, losing connection, losing connection. Where I just basically stopped it. Oh, okay. and then and then I had Nick upload. Uh, yeah, I was just recording, so he was doing the live stream, and I was just videotaping it to have a yeah, raw copy. I'm glad we had that backup because that was epic. 
I hate using that word, but that was really that was epic. Pretty, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, was that, like my first, that was second time doing combat, but uh, but with the Mustang, with come the Mustang, on, yeah, that presence in the air, it was awesome. Two hundred percent FT Mustang that does like a five second slide backwards yeah. and then like the way it rolls and everything is just like whoa yeah, it rolls all weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't think that plane was made to roll over man oh yeah. um but does yeah the streaming was kind of to the point where like I, I stopped streaming i just started recording and, and then uploading so and i think it's just because a lot of people were streaming there was tons of facebook live yeah uh, happening in there at that event oh yeah all right. Is there anything else, or should we move on? No, nah, we should probably move on. All righty, then. So do we have any news? The only news I saw was uh, about the FAA clearing everybody from registering with, or no, it was the AMA. AMA. Clearing same. everybody from registering with the FAA. But it, currently, isn't it just an extension? Yeah, it's basically until, what, September of next year, did they say? November next year? Something like that, yes. But, but the president did sign into law um, the extension for the uh, he, 2013 yeah, but, act or whatever it was. But in that law is is a um, is part of is is a is written um, about the hobbyists and how it reflects back to the 2012 2012 yes ruling. So it's looking better and better for for us, and that we won't have to worry about it. You know, yeah. For for a bit there, I thought I was done with the hobby because of it. Yeah. I mean, oh, I would have. I think that, that crossed everybody's mind at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It was either I was going to be flying illegally, or I was going to have to get out, and go back to like RC cars and stuff. But if my RC car jumps in the air and flies, do I need to get it registered? <laughs> yeah. Because that's all I used to do with my RC trucks is bash them. Just so stupid. Yeah. I mean. It, yeah. Oh boy. Anyways, let's uh it's this episode's ha- has definitely gone pretty long, so let's uh let's move on. That's a good thing. That's a good yeah. thing. All right. So what's next for you in the hobby? Nick, let's have you start us off on this. Um next for me is um well I picked up another normal size Spitfire build. Uh-huh. And I picked up a Sea Duck. Nice. Oh really? So I yeah. I'll be building those. Nice. Nice. Um, and then, if I'm lucky, I will be starting a secret project that some people already know about. Um, hopefully, if everything goes right, I got Keegan helping me out with a little bit of some things for that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, hopefully, awesome. yeah. Hopefully, Flight Fest next year has a, a nice big project from me sitting out there. Cool, man. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. What about you guys? Cool man, awesome. <laughs> cool man, it's, it's awesome. awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's too busy re- typing I something. I don't know what he's doing. What? I oh, mean, he's typing. You, you can introduce the next person, Nick. You don't have to rely on me. No, it was just whoever wanted to take over. Right. Oh. I'll go. Okay. Kevin, go. What's next from me in the hobby? I'm gonna be. Yeah. What is next? I'm gonna. Come be, on, Kevin. I'm gonna. What's be, next? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, Edit. <laughs> What's next? I'm gonna, I'm going to be cleaning and organizing the crap out of my garage, my toolboxes. Like, I want to get into my toolbox and be like, I don't use this tool. I'm, I'm sure 75% of what I bring to the field all the time, I never use. And it's just been driving me no, crazy. Oh, but I use them. 
<laughs> I'm always like, Kevin, you got this? Kevin, you got that? Yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't need two hot glue guns that don't work too well. You know, I right, I got it. Right. I want to go through it. And I know I bring like two sets of like millimeter drivers that I don't need. I probably only need one, you know. Yeah. Well, I got you that new 1.5. You got me the new 1.5, which was awesome, which man. I've used to when when I was helping Kevin take apart his uh, the uh, SE5A. It was awesome, especially like getting it was because it's so long you could get in there. I used also used it when I had to replace the servo on the Tariq. I was Perfect. able to get the back servo. You know, you know Kevin, yeah, right? Yeah. The two back servos. Those are kind of long and hard to reach, especially if you leave the tail servo in. Yeah, and I was able to reach them, nice. no problem. So thank you, Nick. That was an awesome gift, man. Thank you. Yeah, nice. well, I, I heard Kevin kind of crying about it in the background. He's like, I always just I break them, strip them off, whatever. Yeah, I'm the worst. It's hard, it's hard to find good 1.5s. And, you know, I happen to be in the flight test store, and here's the thing of 1.5 hex drivers. Like, nice. These aren't too bad. Yeah. yeah, thanks, man. Not a problem, guys. So, yeah, that's probably what I'm going to be doing is just cleaning, <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm putting off all projects until I get myself a little more organized. I'm sure you can consolidate your toolbox and your battery box into one of those boxes because, you know, you don't. It's it's yeah. You do carry way too much. Yeah, I don't mind carrying the large toolbox because mm-hmm. uh, it kind of balances out on the back of the jeep with my okay. generator. Sure, but I just want to just clean things up, man, and. Maybe I will have it in a smaller box. Who knows? We'll see yeah. how it goes. I need to organize some of my stuff. I got just parts everywhere. I don't know where all my servo extensions are. and I need to get them all together. I think just mentally I want to take a break from all projects and then do something just to give my mind a break. Sure. And uh, then I'll get back to something silly. Yeah. So what about you, man? All right, so I ordered the Goblin 380 parts that I needed. Um, I didn't go over the heli yet. It's still sitting basically next to all my other helis, but it definitely needs main blades, tail blades, landing skid, and um, but dude, all, and, and three servo gears. You put an order in without going over the whole thing? Yeah, it's fine. What if you need something else? Then I'll either Club. pick it up. I'll pick it up locally, or uh, yeah, I'll see if any of my, oh. you know, I'll see if Anthony has it. Basically, say, yeah, <laughs> Anthony's hobby store. Yeah. So besides that, today actually I was able to get some work done on the two ten uh, race quad that I have, and also frustrated frustrated me to no ends that I want to chuck it out the window. What? Yeah. So basically, I. I rewired the whole thing, cleaned it up, cut the motor wires to length, goes right into the ESC. The ESC wires go right into the uh, the PDB. The you know the, the the signal wires for all of them are recrimped, perfect length to go into the flight controller. I try to flash the damn A32 board and it won't freaking flash, and it's driving me nuts. Uh-huh. I've looked up like at least an hour worth of like, okay, let's see. Try this. It's an STM. Th- okay, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try reload it. Let's try bootloader. Let's try. I can't get the damn thing to read. I'm just about to take that flight controller and 
put the Lux one in or do something with it. Go back to KK 2.5, 2.15. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's frustrating the hell out of me. But um, I, I know eventually I'll figure it out. It'll, it'll come together because I, I do like that quad. I set up the FPV, um, the new camera on it. It looks fantastic. Everything else went together perfectly on it. It's just damn the A32 board doesn't want to load up the beta flight or clean flight. I tried both. Oh, jeez. Uh, firmware. So uh, besides that, I started taking a look at my Batbone, which I'm going to be converting to a Y6. I got I picked up the motor mounts at the flight test store at Flight Fest. So um, I'm going to go basically like the 2212, 1000KV motors, whatever the motors I have. They're like the DJI Phantom motors. And I'm going to go Y6 with that. Okay. Get rid of the tail servo business and just go straight up Y6. And kind of make that my, you know, put a gimbal on it and make it my aerial platform for now. I want to build an FT Sparrow for Chloe um, and for myself. I kind of like that plane. It sounds so cool. And, you know, from hearing uh, a bunch of people flying at a flight fest and you, Kevin, uh, you know, it flies quick. It doesn't have any weird tail tendencies. And also it also flies slow. So I'm like, well, that sounds good to me. So I want to give that a build, and I'll probably build one for Chloe. Nice. And I'm also considering, I know, Kevin, you know, I've spoke to you on the ride back with about this, but uh, my Vigan is in pretty crappy shape, and I am looking to do a new Vigan with a 6S setup, a full aluminum EDF 70 mil. Um, yeah. Yeah. I might have to do something like that too, man, because that sounds yeah. like a great idea. You know, double up on the wings, kind of, you know, beef, beef it up, but having success with like, you know. With almost double the I, pounds of thrust that it can push Yeah, I, I think that motor was, the EDF and motor was like, what did I say? It was like 2.1 kilograms yeah. of thrust, which I think the Grayson Hobby motor you have was like 1.2, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, that's probably gonna want to torque over on launch real bad. Well, I'm gonna put wheels and I'm gonna put landing gears on it. <laughs> Make sure they're out nice and wide on the wing. Oh, it's gonna <laughs> be pretty wide on the. It's not gonna look scale in any way, but it's gonna be pretty wide on the, the wings for sure. Yeah, I I have an idea. It's probably gonna look ugly. It's gonna you know be able to take off and land. I think um without an issue. We'll see. Who knows. It's Dollar Tree foam bird. You know, I mean, if it doesn't work, I could always do something else with it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much about for me. Um, can't wait to go flying again. Uh, I still got the itch, even though it's only been, what, two days now since Flight Fest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Kevin, let's uh, wrap this up then. All right, man. Uh, looked at Podbean and didn't see anything new. So, sorry, people. I have nothing new to say from Podbean, except thanks for everybody that's listening. Oh, wait a minute. I did see something new on Podbean. I saw that our buddy Muse liked something. Yeah, he liked uh, an episode, right, I think? Yeah, he liked an episode. Off the Podbean site. Yeah. It wasn't a Fred Provost episode, though, so I'm seeing a trend here. Sweet. (laughs) All right, Facebook lights. We are... At a total of 246, that's 10 more from last week. And here are the names. And, and a lot of these names, you'll probably, uh, 
Uh, no, because we just spoke about these folks at FlyFest. So here we go. David Hill, Thomas Walter, a.k.a. Baloo or Blue. Baloo! <laughs> uh, Rich Diffin, Ben Gates, Craig Broadland, uh, Ethan Alter, and now it's the, uh, the great Heli Flyer and also fellow Lynx Field Rep. Awesome. Uh, Kevin Hoskins. Barbara Wolf, Peter Rolfi, Ricky Schumacher. He's actually our Tri County RC Club member. Is that Shoemaker is he, or Schumacher? Is it Sh- I thought it was Schumacher, maybe Shoemaker. Um, he's a treasurer, right? Yeah. Bill's office? Yeah. Nice. And then we have Steve Ido. This is uh, Jeff's friend. Oh, nice. Jeff. Yeah. Hey, Steve. What's going on? How's it out there in PA? Um, and then we have SK Fazar Basha. All right. Yeah, we have a bunch of Facebook comments. I'm going to have to go through them because there's so many. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks, guys, for commenting on everything. Um, like I said, man, I'm going to have to just go through them all and, and, and check them out. So I didn't, I didn't actually list any here. But I know the guys were commenting, like Chris Breams was commenting. Um, I want to go yeah. through them because um, there was a couple of guys that, that said about my SE5 on a live broadcast that they were cheering from their house, you know. And uh, <laughs> nice. I think Steve Cash Cashmere. Um, Cashmere, yes. Yeah, he was one of the guys that said that. So I just want to get it all correct. So I'll look awesome. at that and uh, I'll, I'll have it for next time. All right. Sounds good. And there were no iTunes reviews other than the ones that I've seen already. So drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Facebook. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. Don't forget to check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.com. Chris is always hooking that up with some new content and, and posting stuff on there. Uh, we got our flight test forums. Nick, why don't you say this one? <laughs> Located uh, on the off the field section, audio and video production, other than flight test podcasts, and Freefall RC, right next to our good friends at the FT Community Cast. Yeah, why don't you write us a post? Tell us how much you hate Nick or you love Nick or thanks. how much you prefer the episodes with me not in them. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, were you saying that to our <laughs> listeners or to me? <laughs> I already started typing. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> Nick. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> well, thank you from the Free Fall RC podcast crew. We want everyone to uh, – and everyone who was at FlyFest that we might not have mentioned. Sorry. Um, it was just – you know, it was a tornado of folks and, you know, it was a blur in that, you know, four days we were there. So I want to thank everyone. Yeah, so. thanks, guys. All right. Uh, free our skies and we'll see you next time. See thanks, you. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> edit. Oh, edit. Recording. Just let it roll. Recording. Uh, <laughs> one more time. Dude, every single video. <laughs> and we also got Nick on the show. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Nick. What's up, Nick? Not a whole lot. 
<laughs> this is episode number 31, Road to Flight Fest Now. No, it's not. Well, you wrote it here. No, I it, have a new doc, 30. Yeah, but you didn't two. update the top. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Flight Fest. Wow, you really eight. will read anything. <laughs> oh. What was his name from... Uh, <laughs> From uh, Anchorman, <laughs> the Pharaoh guy. What was his yeah. character? Ron, Ron, Ron Burgundy. No, Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Wrong movie. Oh, Sorry, dude. <laughs> All right, so let's just do that over again. <laughs>